Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Who Can Convince You. I'm Harry. I'm Luke. How are you? I'm, um, yep, how are you? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Mm. What have you been doing? I've been watching less and less Doctor Who as days go by. Nice. Each day goes by, I less lose happens. interest. And yeah, I'm on, I'm on uh, I think I'm midway through season nine of Capaldi, mm. and the stories are terrible, but I've just been... Is there a plus side? No, 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 not not really. What have you been doing? Um, nothing really. Mm. Nothing at all. Well, well, po- the postman. Oh, the postman came. Postman he did came. come, and he brought my he brought my cyber head. Mm. It's wonderful. He was wearing it, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, would it double as a COVID mask? I was thinking that you know, it does no, have a wouldn't. slit in the front though? Yeah. Let's put a mask over it. That's funny. Double mask. Yeah, well, it's got the bars and the handle, so you're going to have to cut the bars off. Put the mask on and glue them back on. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I might just wear it, see if anybody stops me. Mm. A COVID secure way, of oh, course. Oh, look, a Dalek. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, an ice warrior. Oh, no. No, it's, it? It, it's not, is it? <laughs> There's Igon. Oh, look, a TARDIS. <laughs> what? Um, been listening to anything? Watching anything? I have been watching something, but I might cut it out. What have you been watching? I've been watching um, To Catch a Predator. Right. Uh, do, you know, do you know this? No, I don't. I, but I can this? see the road it's going down, I think. Um, so these internet sleuths go online, mm. and it was popular in the 90s and the early 2000s, I think, but they, they go online and they, they pretend they're 13-year-olds. and then Oh, to catch them. And then predators see this and think, you know what? Oh, jackpot. Right, okay. Jackpot. Then, yeah, and then they set up a house mm. in some rural village or something and then they just keep coming and coming and coming, all these predators. Brilliant. And then they come in and they, they sit down in the kitchen usually and the the actor who plays the 13-year-old, she's like, obviously, like, sometimes she's like 33. And Very specific. Well, because I think there's only two. One's oh, 18 right. and one's 33. But they look like you know, fifteen year olds. Oh right, okay. <laughs> and uh yeah, so they sit down and the actress says, Oh, i I'm just gonna go wash my hands or you know, something like that. Yeah. And then Chris Hansen comes in, you know Chris Hansen. I don't. Oh Chris Hansen's amazing. Um and he comes in and says what you, seven colours of shit. Well, no, he just says, What are you doing here? What were your intentions? What? She was thirteen. What? What were you? Th- and then they always say, "Oh, it's my first time." Like, "Oh, I wasn't going to go through with it," and it's just so awkward, but it's hilarious. Well, it's it's like morbid at the same time. It's yeah. Quite, but it's 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 a good watch. Castrate them. Castrate them. Honestly, right? And then they go out. He says, "Chris Hansen says to him, you 'You're free to leave.'" Yeah. And oh, well, that's what I was thinking. And then they go out, and then. The cops come around the corner with guns and like say, get down, get down, and they shit themselves. And then they get, they're always the same, handcuffed, questioned, imprisoned, imprisoned. Well, speaking of crime, mm. I've been listening to the behaviour panel more and more to an unhealthy amount. This the body language expert. Body with, language uh, experts. Our favourite. Our favourite, Mark Bowden. Mark Bowden. Hi, Mark Bowden. Yeah. An expert in human behaviour and body language to teach people all around the world. It's amazing. Do the full speech. I can't. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. No, you've been doing it for so I know. long. Hi, I'm Matt Bowden. 
I'm an expert in human behaviour, body language, and I teach people all around the world to stand out, win trust, and gain credibility every time they communicate, including some of the members of the G7. Chase. Hi, I'm Chase. I'm Chase Hughes. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm great. Scott Rose. I've, I've only seen a couple um, of what we've seen, like some of the apology videos oh, from it's YouTubers. It's just brilliant. And the... Oh, the Meghan Markle Meghan one you watched. Meghan Markle one. Yeah. It is very interesting. That's the behaviour... Pa- no, no, it's not. It's a behaviour panel mm. on YouTube. Mm. Brilliant. I'd love to get Mark Bowden oh. in here. Hi, Mark. Do you he like He looks like a hoover. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Ah, well. Should we get on with the... Um, should we do a quiz? Yeah, let's, let's get yeah, let's just get away let's from all this. Do a quiz. So I'm in charge of this this week on the quiz. And I've chosen Right, high value items that have sold on eBay. Mm. Proper high value. We're talking in the thousands this time. Yeah. Have you seen these? I've seen one of them. I remember one of these items going for quite a bit of money. Mm. Um, but the other three I've never seen. Well, there was the top two listings on eBay were actually it just said Doctor Who boxes for ten grand. Oh right. There's nothing in them. It's just a cardboard box. So I don't know what that's about, but Ooh. I decided to go for things that I would never ever buy, and especially not for this price. But they're funny. Okay. Um. So uh, you're gonna put them in. I do this descending order, don't I? You can do it whichever way you want. I do not mind. Um, I'm gonna go. You you, you need to put them in order from lowest to highest. <laughs> okay. Lowest to highest. Lowest to highest. Yeah, lowest to highest. And it's always including post and packaging where applicable. Okay. Um, so we're going to go for item A. You do have the pictures in front of you, don't you? I do have those pictures in front of me. Mm. So item A is 2013 new Doctor Who 50th anniversary TARDIS $200 gold proof coin with box. And it's just a gold coin in a box, and I think it's mar- it marks the 50th anniversary, obviously. Oh, so it's a, right. So 50th anniversary memorabilia gold yeah. sovereign coin thing. Uh-huh. What and is it worth? Five hundred dollars? No, two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollar coin. I don't know what. That, how can you put? I'm sure it's not legal tender. Probably not. Yeah. You couldn't go to you know co-op and get a red ball and see. Yeah. Know. Can you take it out of that? I'm going less. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know about that one, but it costs a fortune. Well, it's sold. Okay, these are all sold. These are all sold, and this year as well, 2021. Okay. Um, item B. Uh, are you familiar with Funko Pops? Uh, they're the big edited big cartoon things. Horrible things, yeah. Well, they did a TARDIS one. Just I can uh, see. Funko Doctor Who. Pocket Pop t- Keychain TARDIS. So I don't think it's the full size, but it went for a hell of a lot. I don't understand why someone would buy this, but if you did buy it, kudos to you. I'm sure it's, you know, one of the rarest things you've got. I'm sure it'd be lovely. I'd just put it on my keys. <laughs> Let it get tattered. Yeah. 
Uh, item C is Doctor Who Vintage Dalek Shooting Game from 1965. Uh, it's complete, it's boxed, and it's very, very rare. Yes. Uh, it looks to be Joe those toys, uh, like shooting cans. Well, considering like there is a gun. sort of a... It's like cork, I think. Cork yeah. gun. Okay. Um, and that went for a hell of a I lot. I was going to say, how much then? <laughs> and uh, finally, item D is Doctor Who, 7th Doctor Sabretooth original prop from Survival 1989. Uh, I'd never seen this episode, but um, it's just a... Re- it's not a replica. I think it's an actual prop of the tooth. Okay. The saber tooth. Oh, it's a husk, really. A husk. Tusk. 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 A tusk. It's not a tooth. It's a tusk. You say tooth. I say tooth. I say tusk. So. Okay. You got. So, do you want me to run through them again? One more time. So, item A is the two hundred dollar value gold, fiftieth uh, anniversary, coin. Mm-hmm. Item B is the Funko Pop Doctor Who TARDIS keychain. Uh-huh. Item C is the Vintage Dalek Shooting Game from uh-huh. 1965. And item D is the Doctor Who 7th Doctor Sabretooth original prop from Survival, 1989. Right. Please put them in ascending order. <laughs> Lowest to highest. Lowest to Lowest highest. Lowest to highest. Okay. Lowest I'm going to go is the Funko Pop. Mm. I just can't see it being... I'm sure... I think they're about 40 quid, are they, normally? For the little yeah, figures? Yeah, like you can get, like... T- I know, I've seen Tesco do, like, 3 for 30. Fair. Fair. But when you're talking about the rarest ones... Yeah. Hefty amount. And this is one of the rarest ones, it looks like. Mm. Right, well, I'm going to put it... I'm going to put it... Fourth for now. Okay. Then what am I going to do? I... Th- <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go the gold coin then. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go for the tough. And then I'm going to go for the Dalek shooting game. Okay. So, keyring, coin, tough, Dalek shooting game. Yeah. Final answer. I forgot to put the answers. Well, yeah, I think you're wrong anyway. Oh, I think right, you're wrong. Okay. Yeah, you are wrong. Ugh. Sorry about that. Um, the most expensive item is actually the coin. Is it? 50th anniversary coin. Would you like to guess how much that went for? It'll blow your socks off. I'm going to do this with power of deduction. Mm-hmm. Now, the Dalek shooting game, Yeah. I seem to remember that they sell for about two grand. Shit. This one didn't sell for two grand. Less than two grand. Well, yeah, a thousand to two thousand. All right, I think. okay. You know that's there. The median. Aye. <laughs> so I can't see it being much more than that. Is it? What is? It's is it gold? Is it? Probably not. I mean, even Olympic gold medals aren't real gold. I think. Mean, if it if it below was like ten percent is real gold. If it was like a twenty-four carat coin, mm. you're probably talking like fifteen grand, aren't you? It didn't go for fifteen grand. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why. You think if it's valued at $200, it'd be $200, but <laughs> it's yeah, not. No. Okay. I'm so, guessing it, it, it... Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't, why would you... Is this something they gave out? Do you buy these? I don't know. I have is no memory of this. Is it like... Um, is it somebody just... 
You know, on TV, you, off on eBay. On TV, when you see those limited uh, edition coins, yeah, to mark like the diamond yeah, anniversary yeah. or something. The like that, last or, like, Spitfire's as its wheels changed. God, so we're gonna make a coin. <laughs> I'll buy it. Um, oh, I used to love them as a kid. I always wanted the coin. Yeah. Don't know why. Can I have one? No, we're not paying bloody fifteen quid for mm. no pound coin. Mm. That nobody in my family ever spoke in that accent. <laughs> <laughs> No bloody way. <laughs> no. <laughs> you laughed like it then as well. <laughs> oh, so so the coin's first, is it? As in the most expensive? The coin is... So you're going to tell... You want to be to do it in lowest to highest, but you're going to tell us the answer's highest to lowest. Yeah. Right. The coin sold on eBay for £7,593.06. Why? And the guy who sold it or woman this, rubbing his hands well even though it sold for that much he's not giving you free postage you can fuck off it's £8.37 postage from Australia is that all? yeah but when you're talking like seven and a half grand just give yeah, us free postage man yeah but you'd want good postage wouldn't you yeah to be fair be paying all that yeah Christ you could go there for cheap and pick it up yeah a probably lot could yeah fuck Um. well no you couldn't yeah, you could. You can't fly to Australia for eight quid. No, but like, if you no, but yeah, but you'd still have to buy it, wouldn't you, when you got there? Yeah, but I mean, you can have a holiday as well. You may as well pick it up while you're there, save eight quid. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next most expensive one was actually the Dalek shooting game, and that's short sold for. Can I guess? Yeah. Nine hundred ninety-nine. One thousand three hundred sixty-five pounds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say that's ev- about right. Everything was included and looked in great condition. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if you if you lost one of the cork bullets, you can just use your mum's wine bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I thought. I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Uh, the next most expensive thing was the Funko no. keychain, and that sold for seven hundred and twenty-five pounds. No, it did. It did. Seven hundred and twenty-five. For a key ring. Yeah. And. Little bastard, whoever you are, decided that would be good. And this is shipping from the US, to be fair, so it's probably customs. But uh, added on a £23.23 postage charge. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's only a little keychain. Yeah. What is what? Pocket pop. It looks like crap. <laughs> it looks atrocious. I, I like merch, you know. And I see where the value comes from, but when you were talking like actual crap like this, don't pay for it. I know it's complete a collection, but Christ. You don't need it. You don't no. need it. Do you need one? So then fourth has got to be the, the tough. The tough. And that sold for £514. Wow. And with £6.95 postage. Fair. Of all them, I just want the tough, though. That's really cool. The prop. Yeah, but would you? You'd want something... If you're going to have a prop from Doctor Who, you've got to pick something that people are instantly Yeah, but know, if it's out of these four things... I'd go Dalek shooting game. Yeah, but with the tough, it's a proper tough. And I suppose like you can put it on the wall and no one would know where yeah, it comes from. Yeah, they you're into th- Yeah. And you get animal rights activists you know, yeah. banging on your door. Take that down. <laughs> it's a prop. It's just a prop from Doctor Who. <laughs> So, I think that concludes the quiz. That was a nice quiz. Thanks for that quiz. Do you reckon? Yeah. It was lovely. Mm. It was lovely. Why do I keep saying it like that? I don't know. 
Maybe old childhood memories are starting to resurface when Maybe you want those are. coins. Can you remember what coin it was you wanted? No. I just remember they were shiny. I really wanted one. I was like a magpie. Yeah. They used to have for very random things, aren't they? Yeah. I always liked the presenter, though. Mm. He sold it every time to me. In his suit. Yeah. He really sold that this is some valuable shirt and he's going to give you a real good deal on it. Yours for only nineteen ninety nine. I know. Ninety nine ninety nine. Ninety nine ninety nine. Four monthly. What is it? Four monthly repayments of ninety nine ninety nine. Season C supply. Should we get on with it? Yeah, let's just move on now. This week, I chose Dark Water and Death in Heaven. So, uh, series? Uh, who cares? AKA Season 8, Episode 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. And the air date... Well, no idea. Well, it's the 1st and the 8th of November, 2014. Uh, the writer... Someone. Or Stephen Moffat. The director... Somebody else. Rachel Tellerley. Yeah. Teller, I don't know. Producer? Uh, Scottish bloke with terrible hair. Or Peter Bennett. And music... What's done by? Uh, God. Maury Gold. <laughs> you know the producer? Yeah. It's, um, isn't it Stephen Moffat? No, it's Peter Bennett. Oh, right, well, he's not Scottish then. It probably is. So that's, that doesn't if work. You, well, Stephen Moffat works with like, his mother-in-law and his wife, so... Oh, right, okay. You're guaranteed to have someone else who's well, Scottish. The, uh, the producer comment is aimed at Stephen Moffat, with his tight curls. Um, so would you like a synopsis? I... In the mysterious world of the nether sphere, plans have been drawn up. Missy's is about to come face to face with the Doctor and an impossible choice is looming. Death is not an end, promises the sinister organisation known only as 3W. But, as the Doctor and Clara discover, you might wish it was. With Cybermen on the streets of London, old friends unite against old enemies and the Doctor takes to the air in a startling new role. Can the mighty unit contain Missy? As the Doctor faces his greatest challenge, sacrifices must be made before the day is won. That's from TARDIS Wiki. Nice. That's the synopsis for both episodes, yeah? Yeah. Good. Thoughts? Um, it's fine. Oh. It's fine. It's... It's not great. There's a lot wrong with it in my... There's quite a lot wrong with it. IMO. Um, I've written a list of things I don't like Mm. and things that I do like. Right. So I'm sure we'll get to those as we um, run through the story. And a lot of them are very glaring, sort of, why is this happening? Yeah. It's a very philosophical episode, so I'd love to dig in. Well, but the thing is as well, like, there's... I find this with especially the Peter Capaldi bits stories mm. that I think, God, this is amazing, and then I think this is the worst thing. Most, I've, yeah, of what I've watched, most of them are just awful. It's huge troughs yeah. of like this is yeah. dire, and, and then not, it's brilliant. I'm not sure why, but it's, it's very much Steve Moffat. 
I, what sometimes when he makes a great episode, it's a fantastic. Yeah. And other times, it's like he has an idea for a story, but he doesn't know what to do with it. Like he'll start it, start with an idea, and immediately it's a bad idea. But he'll try and follow through with it. Like, no, I can promise you, it's a good idea. Mm. This will work. I will put Father Christmas at the end of this. It will make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just one. Yeah, I get this sort of. He starts the story, and then there's a scene that you think, "Oh, this is great." Yeah, but that's it then. It's yeah. He's 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 usually good at beginnings or endings mm. or one-off episodes like um, the Empty Child in season one and Blink and things like that. Yeah, Though I'm not like a massive fan of Blink to be honest. I'm but not a big. I, no, I don't like. I'd, Blink. I'd like to choose it one day, but I just never. I loved it when I was when I watched it, but mm. when I was little. Um, but yeah, this has some huge downfalls and I think just misses the mark on a sideman story mm. because and it, well, once it, again it, the yeah. doctor's the most important character in each episode and the story's just second to that yeah I watched I think I watched it was on YouTube and it might have been a podcast I can't remember where they were saying about like the pro, not the problem with New who sort of more what they think is going on and it's more really with everything that's on the tv now that the characters have to have more going on than the story it's like the the, the plot of the characters is really carrying everything rather than the story really yeah. doing much and it's quite a contemporary thing that but I think like the, the th- story should stand by itself. Yeah. When, especially Doctor was always, um, like, very episodic, where there, there wouldn't be a chronology in the episodes. Like, you didn't need to watch no, the you, first you can story dip of the in, season. Can't you? Yeah. And you, to ex- I think to an extent, you can dip into New Who, really, can't you? Like, we're, we're watching these all out of yeah. context, context, and there's nothing really that sort of, I'm not quite sure what, what on earth is going no. on here. But certain sort of things with, like, Danny Pink, I think when it's, like, a, a relationship thing, yeah. it's quite tricky to to sort of think at what stage are we on yeah. in their relationship and this. Sort of like, you know. But, you know, it it was watchable. Mm. Yeah, it was it, definitely watchable. Yeah. Had some great moments, and um, I don't want to tear each other's throat out over this but I thought Missy added so much to these two episodes yeah I mean hey no <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not agreeing but we will discuss Missy we could do it whenever you whenever you'd like to discuss it really but we have put a poll we have we put a poll on Twitter yeah. and the results are in and I have not comments. seen the results no I, I stayed I, away from it no yeah so That'll be an interesting thing. Should we do it now, then? Are we getting to Missy now? Should we discuss Missy first Ooh, off? Should we do Act 1, and then... Because that carries us nicely to Missy. Let's do that, then. Okay. So, Act 1. Danny dies in a car accident. Danny uh, Dyer? Danny dies in a car accident. <laughs> to try and save him, Clara tries to blackmail the Doctor to bring Danny back. And that's by throwing those keys in the volcano. Do you know what? I thought that was fantastic. It was great. Scene. It was great, and there's some things I have issue with. Yes. Um, Shall we start at the very beginning with uh, Danny on the phone and stuff like that? Danny dies. 
Yeah, he's not in the road, though, is he, when he's on the phone? I, I'm assuming, like, he went into the road. Yeah, like, like, runs. It cuts just, just as he's, like, getting distracted by the thought of Clara giving giving her her love to keep, whatever mm. that means. But, um, yeah, she doesn't hear any car accident or anything like that, which I thought was strange. Doesn't hear a bang. No. Or, like, a scream, yell for help. Or no, there's nothing. It's a silence. Do you know what? And then the old woman picks up the phone, doesn't she? I had no memory of the story, really. Mm. I remember, like, the sort of... a couple of little points in it. But I... Automatic because I knew Missy was in it because like new as it is with New Who now, mm. the synopsis and the cover art gives it away straight away. Yeah. Everything that is in this, I assumed it was going to be Missy who picked up the phone. That would have been better. Yeah, that would have been better. Of, yeah, you know, I I just thought it would be, and then I thought, hang on, that's not her voice, is it? No, it's just an old woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been better actually. Yeah. I, just, I assumed would a nice it surprise, been. yeah. Instead of the scene we is. did get with Missy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the, it goes to Clara saying to the one from ben- Benidorm that, you know, yeah, his death was boring and I'm bored, she's bored. <laughs> and then uh, we get to the volcano. We do. And she goes into the TARDIS and she finds all the keys. Mm-hmm. Does the doctor hide keys? Is that he does now? And dream patches? I didn't have. A, I didn't have a problem with they it. They don't show up ever again. They don't, and um, they've never shown up before. Not really. It's and just no. It's that. It felt like a very first Doctor kind of thing. Those patches. Because in in William Hartnell's run, there's a few little things like that. There's a lot of. There's a lot of drugs in the town. A lot of drugs. Hardcore. Yeah. But, but, you know, they, they make references to things like... Um, a lot of credit cards everywhere, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lines. Two phones. Why have you got two phones? Mm, tin foil and... Um, <laughs> but no, there's, you know, there's there's a medicine cabinet and stuff like that. And they, you know... Yeah, of course there is. Well, you know. Um, but yeah, it didn't bother me. I thought it was... Yeah, well, it didn't really make sense that he's she's in a dream, but he's impacting what is happening. It, it to me, he said like a dream state. So, it, oh, so it's, it's like hallucinations. Yeah, I think she was just incredibly like vulnerable right, to okay. um, suggestion, and right. yeah, I'd imagine she was just standing there and she was acting out in her head, mm. and he was just you know saying to her, "Can I? Can I just say as well? I think Jenna yeah. Coleman is fantastic. She's brilliant. She's and, an amazing actress. But, I used to, I hated her." Really, when when this was on and I watched it all, like as it came out, yeah, I thought she was. I thought, what is the point in this? Mm. I don't care. But on reflection and watching it back, I think she's an excellent oh, so actress. Since we've been talking about it on a podcast, yeah. you've changed your opinion. I think she's an excellent actress. Brilliant. Yeah, she's fantastic. And um, in this first story, it's like you can tell that she wanted to hold that um, grievance, not grievance. She wanted to hold that grief um, after Danny died. And she's always, she can tell throughout the whole first episode that she's uncomfortable or she's shy. She's not as loud mm. and perky as she usually is. No, yeah. um, Especially when uh, Missy comes into the picture, she's quite reserved. And I just like that she's, she's like that until the second episode where she just dons being a doctor and then mm. that's all forgotten. I don't know. But she is a fantastic. I like it when Capaldi says to stop, don't be mopey. 
you know, when they go in yeah. under the TARDIS door. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing that for? Yeah. Um, like, he needs to... <laughs> it's his way of, like, strengthening us. It's nice. It's it's nice. Yeah, I like that. The, the thing with Capaldi, for me, is that he does these things that... I think in his head he's trying to be sarcastic nice, mm. but it comes out the wrong way, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So he's like, what are you doing that for? Comes across as sort of, well, why are you having a go at me? Yeah. But he's being sort of underlying uh, sarcastic, they, I think. Uh, they deal with that aspect of the Doctor and their relationship very well. Clara mm. and the Doctor. Um, I think she starts to understand that. I I um, really do like these two yeah. together. I think they're it's, excellent. Yeah, it's really nice. Because at the beginning, she that's why she had that massive argument, because she just wasn't getting this new Doctor and she missed mm. uh, Matt's Doctor. Jesus Christ. And why? I think their relationship is better than Max th- ever yeah. was. Um, yeah. So it's really nice, and yeah, yeah, Jenna Coleman she's plays it to brilliant. perfection. Yeah, she, she's she really understands brilliant. her character and her role. Yeah. And I think Cabal is just there to have fun, to be honest. I don't know. I'm 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 a bit confused with Cabal because to me, I've watched the special features, and he loved the skydiving bit. He loved being on those uh, on the ropes. ropes and stuff, and I was like, I, "It seems like something you hate to do." And it should, you know, it's weird though. Like with Capaldi, obviously he really wanted to play the part, doesn't it? But when when you watch him, it's great. But he, he's just got this look as if it isn't quite as what he thought it was going to be. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As if he's sort of a bit not disappointed. He's happy but... to be there, but it's just mm. yeah. It seems like he would have just stayed forever. Like yeah. if he'd have, don't know, but it's a shame really because he is great, and he when he he's is got his my, moments, yeah. he's given his moments. He is definitely my favourite new Who Doctor. And um, I need to see more good stories of him because he's he's just got awful, awful stories. I think worse. He, yeah, he probably he's got has the worst got the worst ones. Run. But then yeah. again, my two probably my two favourite stories from New Who are yeah. his. Yeah. With char- with characters that I don't like, but I yeah. think the stories are good. Yeah, I think the patch is is. I think he had the idea of throwing the keys in the lava. Yeah, and, and it didn't. That's a pl- that's a whole plot crippling idea. That isn't it. Like, okay, the tars are stranded. There's no more keys. Mm-hmm. So I think let's put a patch in there. And it's 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 a good excuse I think, yeah, to it, have that scene, and it's a lovely scene. So. It's an easy get out, isn't it? Yeah. For if you've written yourself into a hole, <laughs> it's like oh shit. Yeah, but um, I'd, I'd I'd excuse it because it is a great scene. If yes, it was an appalling scene, then yeah, what are you doing? Brilliant. Um, and then Clara asks for help, mm. and the doctor says, "Go to hell." Was that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Bye then. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to hell. Oh. Like that's just a bad writing. That's bad writing. Yeah, well, they're not going to hell. No. Are you trying to say that Danny would have gone sent to hell because he killed the kid? How would you know that? What are we talking about here? Mm. I don't know. It's just, it's just. He had an idea of a funny joke, and it just didn't. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um, and then that leads us to Act Two. Hmm. Now I think I'll split this into two halves because it's quite a lot in Act Two. So act two, the Doctor and Clara travel to the Neversphere and they make some soft porn with Missy. Danny is in 3W, uh, like the officers, and is coming to terms with being in the afterlife. He gets a flashback to fighting when he was in the army. 
The Doctor finds out about the dark water and eventually the skeletons in the fish tank turn to Cybermen. Hmm. Missy. Yeah, who do we meet first? Is it Seb? Yeah, yeah it cuts to Seb, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I thought Chris Addison was awful. And I've seen a lot of people really like him in this. I'm not a fan. You've, we've seen characters like him before. Uh, Simon Pegg, I think, was the first one to play someone like this. Joe, you know, like an oh AI yeah, the overseer. thing in the... yeah, 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 very, very similar. Um, and he, yeah, he plays it well. I'm just not a fan of these types of characters. No, um, we see a bit too much of him as well. That yeah, he's in it for the whole series as well. At the end of almost every episode. Mm. Um, and the Neversphere. Yes. I, what is happening? I don't know. What is happening? It, to me... What happened? It's very unclear what is going on here. I think he's trying to be really clever. Yeah. Moffat. And it, you know... I don't want to be mean to him. Like, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, but the thing is, right, I'm pretty thick. Yeah. Is a seven-year-old going to work it's out a, what on earth is no, going on here? and it's far too morbid. They're dead, but far they're not dead. Mor- but they are, they are dead. But they're not dead. But the consciousness. Oh, God. But the, their consciousness can feel their body still. Yes. Cold. You're being cremated. Right. Oh. What does what what does that serve to start? Like, oh, because we, we, it's, we just, uh, it's just filling in holes, it isn't, is, it? isn't it? Rather than doing a proper job, he's just using some polyfiller on a polyfiller. Crack in the road. And using he? his finger to... It's like when, you know, when you get a pothole and the council do a shit job yeah, and it opens like up in white, a week. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Oh no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Just chuck it in, chuck it in, chuck it in. We get that scene later on with the TV and the static, and Seb, not Seb, it's, it's Dr... Oh yeah, the Missy's assistant. Yeah. What's his name? Dr. Chang, and he's talking about the founder of the of 3W. Mm. And uh, talking about the TV static and how the, the voices of dead people come through. Mm. And... He says, it's disturbing, it's disturbing. You know, you don't want to hear this. I love Capaldi's line, though. And he says, uh, can you hurry up, please, before I hit you with my shoe? It's, yeah, yeah, fuck off, Capaldi. Get, get him fucked. Th- yeah. Oh. Not fuck off, Capaldi. Get that guy fucked. Because <laughs> Capaldi can't be fucked with this. Because he knows it's a shit idea. Oh, it was. It was. It wasn't actually uh, in the script, that that line. Wasn't it? I don't know. Probably not. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he just looks pissed off. Yeah, because oh. it's a dumb idea. But yeah, the, what does that serve? The static and the voices coming through saying, uh, "I don't want to be cremated." Nothing. It doesn't do any. What? No. What? It's just a, a novelty. It doesn't really do anything for the story. And it, I, things like that keep happening for this this story. Um, like we just said, they can still feel their bodies. Um, they're just random things that don't yeah. have anything uh, to do with the plot. Yeah, it, it, well, it's sort of it's it's world building, but it doesn't go anywhere, does it? It's sort of it's well, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it's just more of a thing that's sort of like a shock, but that has no impact on anything. Because where if it was sort of like his body, you know, when he gets ch- turned into a Cyberman, yeah. I know we're skipping forward here. Yeah, maybe if it cut back to having some effect on, you know, the Cyberman. He can still feel that because it's his real body that's in the Cyberman, but his conscience can feel what's going on, 
and he's it's like it's him that can control the emotions rather than the Cyberman inhibitor or something. I don't know. But then you've got huge plot holes of why can't everyone else do that? That yeah, that is true. That inhibitor works, but his doesn't. Uh, I got a theory for that, but well, yeah, we'll get into that later. But the same thing where things are just thrown in there. Yeah. The same idea of things just thrown in there by Moffat for you know that doesn't serve the story is uh, the dark water. What's that about? I'm not quite sure. It's what... all set up for the reveal of the Cybermen, isn't it? Yeah, which is great. It is great. I think the cyber reveal... Curtains are just as good. Yes. <laughs> the cyber reveal is great. When you you know, you know gradually see that Cyberman with the water. And then it stops, and then it cuts away, and then suddenly it's down yeah, in the chest. Further. Yeah, It's brilliant. <laughs> it is great. You know. We'll talk about the design of the Cyberman stuff that way. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, when, when Dr. Chang is talking about these... Uh, the dark water, he says... Uh, <laughs> um... He says they should use this stuff in swim pools. Do you remember that? Yeah. Why? Why the Think about it. I am thinking about it. Yeah, Why? I was there with Capaldi. I think that wasn't scripted. Well, I think it is scripted. I don't it's think a, it's, it's a Moffat dirty joke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I think Capaldi's saying, oh, I don't get it. I think that was real. It's like, why the fuck would you say that? Why are you putting that in there? It's... Uh, what a weird thing. It's, it's a creepy, got creepy... terrible thing. jokes. It's awful. It's borderline creepy jokes, isn't it, that... He thinks it's oh, awful. people really laugh at this. It's not funny. Dr. Chang wants to see families naked. Yeah, it just doesn't work, does it? It's just... To catch a predator. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah. There's some awful dialogue in this as well. You know when the tanks start to empty and Dr. Chang runs runs, runs over to the tanks? Yeah. He says, like, what is something... They're emptying. They're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Like, an awful bit of acting. Like, can we do it again? We, got, we haven't got time. No, we're it's, supposed to be out in London. It's supposed to be out by ten. Yeah. It's quarter two now. <laughs> Tanks are emptying. Um, yeah, we didn't speak of that one scene with Missy when she first arrives. Why is she... Why are they making soft porn? I've written in red letters, big red letters, the kiss. What's that about? Oh, there's so much. Oh god! I don't know what it's dreadful. About. It's dreadful. Awful. It's very, very, very strange. It's creepy. It's unsettling. It's just that there's no need for it, is no there? Need. Like, what does it do? It. I get Capaldi is the doctor who would be most uncomfortable in New Who with this, and Missy does it straight away. Well, yeah, I think it's uh, <sighs> this whole episode is to get at the doctor, isn't it? From you know, from Missy's side. Yeah, the whole point of it is to really get at the doctor, and she seems almost like she knows what is really peeving this. You know, Capaldi's doctor uh, that he doesn't want to be looked at as a lieutenant and stuff like that. It's like she's talked to Danny Pink. She knows everything that peeves Capaldi off and yeah. somehow knows exactly how to irate him. And it just doesn't... I don't really understand how she would know any of this. I wouldn't That's bother right. asking why, because it's the master. Knew who's master anyway. Just, she or he just does things. Does whatever. Yeah. Um, But this kiss is... Dreadful. And it goes on for so long as well. And she kisses it feels like an eternity. Oh, I hated that. And Clara I says, put my fist through the screen. Oh, it's horrible. And Clara says something like, you tongue or something like that. Oh, 
I'm out. Stop it, Moffat. Yeah. Like, please it's stop dirty, it. It's dirty, it's grim. Imagine it's just, watching it's that. It's got no place Imagine either. Imagine watching that with a kid. So it's <sighs> Doctor Who, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's 12. Daleks, it's Cyberman, just, yeah. Space. Soft porn. And, yeah, loads of and, snogging. And um, To Catch a Predator as well. Hey, you can imagine kids going to school next day and says, "Oh, I want to. I wish I was swimming pool that dark water in it." Hey, mm. moving on, the Cybermen. Hey, what are we thinking? Has Stephen Moffat watched Iron Man before? They are all equipped with Stark tech. They definitely. Yeah, it, I don't know what's happening. Again, it's off the time. It is of the time. was just when Marvel's kicking off. But, no. They're not Cybermen, are they? No, they're Iron Men. The, yeah. The the head is alright. I'm, I'm, I'm alright with the design. I'm not a fan of the design. The sort of ribbed... It just looks like Iron Man. It does look like me. Iron Man. And uh, they can fly. Uh, I was tempted just to switch off when I first watched this. <sighs> oh, fuck off. Dreadful. No, do not make them fly. This is, the, you know... Old Who can be accused of this as well with the Cybermen. Mm. I think you've got to think what what are the Cybermen? So they are essentially human beings mm. who have figured a way to cheat death. Mm-hmm. But so the downside to that, the exchange is that they have no emotion. Yes, but they're just robots now. Yeah, and you know, to be fair, Old Who can be accused of that of just making them machines mm. where it's just no it, I I really didn't see the point of the Cybermen in this no it could have been it could have just been anything yeah. especially with the cyber pollen what the fuck is going on well we've got Nick Briggs to blame for that I'll carry on with the act 2 synopsis then 3W is revealed to be in London and Missy is the master. The Cybermen escape into London. Just as Unit appear, the Cybermen are fitted with Stark tech and fly off. They explode over all major cities in the UK and pollinate, making the dead rise from the grave as Cybermen. The Doctor is made president of the Earth while in a plane and Missy is imprisoned. Yes. This really dips now. The story for me. Yeah. It's just... Pollinate. The cyber pollen thing. So, from what I found out, thanks Nick Briggs. Yeah. Um, Why are you saying Nick Briggs? Because, apparently, it's Nick Briggs's concept, this. So, do you remember... Everybody <laughs> stop listening now. Do you remember when that thing was on Twitter the other day where somebody said that one of Nick Briggs' stories was crap? And mm-hmm. then he commented on it. The big finish oh, thing, yeah, and yeah, he didn't like yeah. it. Well, he came up with the cyber pollen idea right. in Return to Talos, a big finish story. Right. And they've used it in this. Right. That's an awful idea, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah, dreadful. Yeah. Um. It makes no sense either. How, how, how does that work? It seems like it is the best technology you could ever hope for of any monster ever has been. Well, it's... I'm not Instantly quite sure turn dead it, into Cyberman. Well, you know, because where we see da- um, Danny's corpse is yeah. on the slab, isn't it? In the mortuary. Yeah. 
and all the water comes in. Yeah. But it's not water, is it? It's pollen. So I'm really unclear. I don't. So the pollen goes in the water. Mm. The water goes in the building. And then somehow Danny's body is enveloped in steel. Nanotech. Right. It. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Uh, All the points of it. I would have liked to see a If you're doing this, commit. I'd like to see a scene where we see we the see process of water. And, rather than yeah. just a Cyberman under the... Yeah. yeah. Um, to be fair, it's ahead of its time. Yeah. Nanotech was used in the Avengers Endgame. I'm only going to make that comparison because obviously they love Iron Man yeah. for this story. Um, and you see, like, the suit of Iron Man just materialise up his arm and, like, you know, envelop Yeah, if we'd have just seen something like that. I know, you know... Yeah, the budget There's no like budget for this, but... <laughs> then why write the story like this, then? But anyway... Wait, why use the Cybermen? I don't know. Would it not make more sense? To be fair... If you're gonna have Red Rising, Dead, the Dead Rising from the Grave to be like zombies, what are like zombies? Brain dead in forces, you know, it's just soldiers. It's gonna be the Cybermen. They make sense. Um, yeah, but it's the it's the conversion thing that doesn't make sense, no. isn't it? Like, how do they end up? And it's, it destroys the canon of Cybermen now because how easy it is to convert them. I don't well, know how they're gonna well, deal with this in the future, knowing that this technology that, is there. There's that Matt Smith episode, isn't it, where the Cybermen keep upgrading is that the one where he's the cyber planner we got cyber Matt. yeah is that the episode where the, where the um, it's is on his head isn't it yeah and the, and the cybermen is... just keep upgrading is it the same episode i can't what do you it's mean definitely people... a match they just they keep evolving don't they they get faster and they get stronger and they get guns and they get is that the episode where the, or is it this episode where the cyberman can go like light speed it's that episode isn't oh is it, it? yeah yeah they don't do anything in this, do they, other than fly? No. And they don't really have any impact on it. They make the plane crash. Well, yeah, but... Um, and it's, whole, it's, the, it's an excuse for Danny Pink to die, and... And we see him, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm bored now. <laughs> yeah. I've I, I, really lost interest now, just because... It it's, it's, it's a downfall... In the story, it's it's it, the midpoint is where things change and we just we're out. Um, I I think the only thing that helps it is Missy. Every scene where she's in, it's something new, it's something different, and it works for me. We'll talk about that um, at the end of our review of this oh, this story. Um, yeah, just before we move on, uh, the Doctor's made president, isn't he, of Earth? I can. It seems. I reckon old he would have done this at some point, given the chance. Yeah, I mean, oh. I'm not really asked about that. Unit a crap in you who. There is no reason for unit to come back. No, they're amazing in your story. They deal with it. Well, the they thing deal is, with as well, well, and we've got the brigadier in the old story. Yeah, and we've got his daughter. Yeah, Kate Stewart, who is dreadful. Oh, really? You think I think so? she's terrible. She's got nothing about her. The first time she appeared, she was quite good. In the 50th, she's quite good. In this one, she's got two massive bollocks that you can see, you know, dangling around. I don't want to see that. Reserve your, you know, spunk. She I thinks just, she's the bee's knees. I really she's, don't see the point of Unit in New Who. It just seems a sort of fan service thing to sort of bring Unit back. But they're not like they were, so just don't touch it. 
Just leave it where it is. It doesn't matter, does it? You've you've done Torchwood. Just use that. Yeah, like, uh, Torchwood's gone now. Now it's Unit again. Yeah. They built Torchwood. And that was a that was an apt replacement in for New Who. Well, yeah, that yeah. To Torchwood replace Unit. Work, work, blah, 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 blah. Torchwood works better in New Who than yeah. Unit does. And you have that character there and the spin-off show. Just yeah. use Torchwood. I don't know if it was um, Russell T Davis's baby. And Moffat just wanted to stay away from it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, Kate Stewart, I think, is dreadful. Just I don't really think she's dreadful. There's just nothing about her. Like, uh, pass. Man, pass as well. I think she, she's uh, just annoying in this episode. Uh, but she's fine in the 50th and the one before that. I think she's fine. Um... The thing that really annoyed me about the plane scene. Hmm. You know when Capaldi gets his coffee? Yes. When it's filled to the fucking brim. And he's putting the sugars in. Yeah. And it's filled so much that he has to get that plate and slurp it. Yeah. Off after, the plate. What's happening there? I didn't see that as a problem. Why? Who, who made that coffee for him? Yeah, but it's just... I don't know. I think I just hate overfilled cups. I think Maybe piss me off. Allergic to it. That's horrible. You like a Vickers brew, do you, with a collar? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Don't I? I make, I make, when I make your tea, it's just a Powerful. Vickers brew. Yeah. yeah. Have it in a thimble. Thimble. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Clara is saved from three W by Cyber Danny, and she wakes up in a graveyard. Missy escapes, and the plane crashes. The Doctor does a Mission Impossible and goes into the TARDIS while skydiving. I think that's fine. It doesn't annoy oh, really? me. Yeah. Why? It just seems like a very sort of... If they had the budget, Pertwee would have done that. Because he's very James Bond, oh, Pertwee yeah, stuff, like sure. motorbikes yeah. and hovercraft. And yeah. He'd have been all over that yeah. if they had the budget. Yes. <laughs> of course. You're that old. Um, yeah, he'd have been all over it. Yeah. I don't think it's fine. It doesn't... I'm just picturing Pertwee like skydiving now, like most serious look on his face. Pert, we've got the sound effects. You don't need to do that. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, yeah, it's fine. We spend a lot of time in this graveyard, though. Yeah, this a is lot where. Of time. Uh, I suppose we missed uh, Clara when she pretends to be the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if it's given more screen time or something. I don't. You could so cut that out. You could cut a lot in this, I think. An awful lot. And the thing is... The, oh, the, what's the resolve to the story? Or what is the story? There's not a lot of plot, is there? A lot of things no, happen. Lot, yeah, but I know what you mean. There's, what is, what essentially this, is happening... The whole series has built up to this moment. Yeah. Um, it's an awful finale. It's pretty, pretty dire. Yeah, it's... it's you know, um, no, I don't know. I read really, it's obviously getting that Capaldi being a more serious doctor, and how he needs to smile more, and Missy's back as the master, and a oh, master's back as Missy. Uh, Danny Pink dies. That's it. I don't. Really? I don't know what you know. There's no growth there. Well, it, I think it's more of an emotional thing, isn't it? I suppose, sort of Clara dealing with 
Danny. It's a bit of a long-winded way to, to say overcome? goodbye. Well, I don't know. But it seems like a bit, bit of a long-winded way for Clara to say goodbye to Danny. I don't understand why she does. Well, This whole series, she's been pretty nasty to him. Well, it's the same thing with Amy, isn't it? And Rory. She doesn't like him. Yeah, it's so, a horrible relationship they have. Yeah, terrible. They question each other's love every episode. Yeah, I can't stand it. Amy. It's like every... Oh. Her legs. I, I, you know, after seeing all of Amy Pond's episodes, I don't know what you have with her legs. I don't know. Just You always say her knees, don't you? She's got yeah, knees like there's babies trapped in them. I don't know what that means. You look. You look. Um... um I, I, that's a that's a head scratcher. What is resolved? What is the purpose of the story? Well, the whole thing, it's essentially Danny causes the story mm. and Danny resolves it. I, I, I've got to say, you know the scene where he turns around and talks, like shouts to the side oh, of the orders? Can we just not go there? Oh, it's terrible. What did he say to Clara? You'll sleep tonight. Oh, it's dreadful. Honestly, I was sat there thinking, this isn't happening, is it? I was expecting Clara to like start laughing, because it's, it's so out of character. Awful. And I really like Danny Pink. Yeah, I'm not a f- I, w- I haven't been a fan of what I've seen so far, but he's less... Mind you, it's probably because he's dead. He's less unbearable in this than he was in... What was the episode Listen. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just, there's, it's just there's so many people that are... A part of the series yeah. that you've got to sort of keep track of, and it's just you know three, loads three of characters, loads. Clara, but, you know, Doctor, and Danny. The Clara, th- the the Danny thing. Yeah, it feels like it just needs condensing a bit, and he's either needs to just come with them all the time. Yeah, or we just leave him at home. I think it was the same thing with um, with Jackie Tyler and yeah. Mickey. Well, probably more Jackie. That she just, she's always there. So we have to keep going yeah. back because she's still on Earth, you know. Whereas, like, yeah, it does we don't need it, do we? Other and than for sort of d- development, Danny Pink's so much better than Mickey. Oh, he's an amazing actor, though, isn't he? Danny uh, Pink, Noel Clark. Oh, oh, he's a strong actor, isn't he? Please stop. Isn't he strong? I'm sure. I'm sure people love him. Uh, yeah, he's I'm directed sure. like Kiddle Hall. Kill, kid adulthood, adulthood, you know. I, I'm sure people love him. I'm just not a massive fan. No, I'm really not. I'm sure he's a lovely person. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's been to a comic con that I've worked, mm. and I'm, I'm sure I remember him being fine. I'm sure he's lovely, yeah. but I, he's just not for me. I'm no. sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just the second, no, third boyfriend, isn't it, that we've had? Because uh, you had. Oh yes, because we had Noel um, Clark, Rory. Yeah, and now we're on to Danny. Yeah, well, four if you if you're counting Mickey and Ricky. Oh God, Mickey and Ricky. Um, Mickey, I'm Ricky. Oh God. <laughs> so th- I think this is by far the best boyfriend we've had. Yeah. And can you believe that we're talking about Doctor Who right now? <laughs> Isn't it weird? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't get it. What? What was your favourite boyfriend, Harold? Um. It's probably going to be Danny, isn't it? Mm. Oh, it's just his eyes. Oh, lovely. Oh. That hair. Um, can we Should finish the dead? story? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
missing the doctor meet up with Clara and Cyber Danny and talk about what to do. Danny does an unnecessary speech and destroys all the Cybermen through the power of love or something. Cyber Brig Daddy kills the master. God. That's the end of Act 2. The Cyber Brig is there for no reason. And, oh, why? Why? It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I know a lot of people hate this. Like when we see the Cyber Brig. It's it touched on blasphemy, yeah. people. That why have you done this? Because the brigadier is beloved. Yeah, I've never seen anybody dislike the brigadier or have a bad word to say. You know, but oh, it doesn't infuriate me. But it does in the sense that it has no, there is no need for it. No need. And to say that the Brigadier, a staple in Doctor Who, but the Who, thing is, is now a cyber. Most of your audience isn't going to know who he is. No, regardless if you've got a massive fucking picture of him in, on a plane. Yeah. What? Why? I and don't it know. just yeah. No, sorry, sorry, doesn't work. Does not work. Uh, it's it's very strange, um, because they in this episode they give huge nods and huge clues to huge like. What? Do you think I said nods? Nods. nods. Um, and clues to, oh, it's the Cybermen, wink, wink. Yeah. You know, when the doors close. Yeah. In, yeah I thought that was pretty good, though. I like that. Yeah, and the music comes back. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's lovely, but then we have scenes like this where there's no clue given. You don't even know if you followed the story. No. Uh, you know, of old who. It, it's... It's there to serve the fans, and it did it horribly. Yeah, because there's a lot of callbacks to old Who in this one, isn't there? Yeah. Like, you sort of, I suppose you could say you can get the Tomb of the Cybermen when you get them sort of coming out of their tanks, mm. sort of out of the catacomb thing. You get the invasion on by the, in London, mm. on the steps. There's, yeah, there's a few of them. I've only written down those two, but I remember as it was going on, I yeah. thought, oh, that's from that, and that, oh, that's from that. And when this she, from this. oh, when, uh the daughter of the brigadier yeah throws the invasion cyberman head on the ground yeah right you carried that all the way from your house yeah just to prove a point to we'll be all right. there's been num- numerous cybermen attacks on london since then yeah and nobody remembers no just this one they're all taking pictures st- well no they were all on the cover weren't they yeah i suppose yeah um and plus they said that, you know the only countries that were effective appears to be Sydney and New York. Do you remember that last it's shot? Whatever when, they've got stock footage yeah, of. Right? Do you remember that last shot yeah. where Danny goes off into the clouds and explodes? When the daughter brigadier, when when oh, the Cyberman like first floor. at the beginning, when the Cyberman blows up, yeah, and she asks, "Did it explode?" <laughs> what? You just saw it explode. No, don't think so. Lightning. Yeah, really. Awful. You know the plane? Yeah. It was built on like this. Oh, on a wobbler. Wobbler, yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> but you'd never know. No, because it, it doesn't look like used act- really, does it? It looks like the actors are doing the TARDIS yeah, thing. Yeah, I you thought know, they, they were. Just I just thought they were doing it. No, it's a proper on a rig, on a huge wow. like robot thing. you know. And the, Money the... well spent there. <sighs> and that was using a James Bond film, apparently. That was it? Yeah. Nice. And we've got Osgood. Osgood. Oh, bow ties are cool. Well, they're not, are they? Stop saying that. No matter how many times you say it, it doesn't, it doesn't make it true. 
I let it off. Kind of because it was a staple of Matt Smith's Doctor Who and it met, it got into the mainstream. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. Well, even if it's so annoying, I'm glad Doctor Who got into the mainstream and brought back bow ties. <laughs> it did. And that's something that's fantastic. And now we've got sonic fucking sunglasses. I thought it was a one-off thing for Capaldi. You know, just one, one episode. I thought it's, it was going to be a one-off. <laughs> it's used... Yeah, so are. far halfway through season nine. Yeah, it's awful. Aye. Anyway, yeah. Um, I, we could talk about how the hell, what is going on with Danny in this episode? Is so he he is dead, isn't he? Um, he, I think his his consciousness got put back into his body. Because it was stored in the cloud, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and oh. I think they had like NordVPN or something. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I is it? I don't even think it's worth going into because it's so polluted and there's a lot of holes. Plot holes. Isn't it's it's horrible. But I don't. Uh, uh, is it worth going into? No. It's not, is it? No. It's just a bad, bad idea. Um. I'll leave Danny alone. Yeah. I don't want... It's just pointless talking about because I have no idea what the fuck is going on and I don't understand how he's the only side man who has these feelings. Why there is that... What's it called in the chest? Uh, the emotion inhibitor. Yeah. It's a huge major flaw, that, isn't it? Why is that even there? Why is it broken for him? I'm guessing Missy did it on purpose. <sighs> To piss off Clara, to piss off the Doctor. Hmm. Who the fuck cares? Can yeah, we just not? It does, yeah. Come out. Yeah, we're not going to go there. So that's... Act three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny comes back from the dead somehow and delivers the boy he killed during the war. Back to the land of the living. Clara and the Doctor have a one-to-one in a cafe and lie to each other and move on with their lives. Then Father, they? then Father Christmas walks into the TARDIS. Someone actually wrote that in the script. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I know what we'll put here. We'll just... Father Christmas walks in. God. It speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah, I've, I've got nothing to say. I, I don't know why the Doctor thinks Danny's alive now. No. Yeah, no. Why would he ever think but, that? Yeah. I love the scene when... Um, Gallifrey isn't there. Yeah, and he's smashing yeah, the console. Yeah, it's great. Great bit of acting. Mm. We can talk about the boy. Well, I don't mean to sound heartless, but we're supposed to care, aren't we? I, I think so. But it, what does she do with that kid? I don't know. Does she just keep it under the stairs like Harry Potter? I, d- I don't know I, what goes on with it. It seems a very odd decision that Danny would make. Obviously, he's a soldier, you know. He was a soldier. Did you know he was a soldier? There's a great scene, to be fair, when yeah. he's in the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. could easily just fit into a war film. But I just don't... Not enough emphasis... Well, I say not enough emphasis. It was mentioned all the way through, wasn't it, mm. really, about the boy? Constant. Um, Constant. But, yeah, it just seemed as if, well, we've got to do something with him. We've paid him. <laughs> the boy? Yeah. Uh, 50 quid I realised when 
do you remember the cliffhanger at the end of episode one where the boy's standing there with Danny? Yeah. The scene before that, the boy ran off. Didn't want anything to do with Danny. Well, I suppose it's not... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, we're done with this now, shit. It's... Uh, I don't I'm only, I don't know who I'm, oh, what I'm trying to convince you. Oh, wait. Missy. Mm. Well, do, should we do what we thought of the story? Okay. Let's do a rating, and then we'll get okay. on to Missy, because we've got some feedback on Missy as well. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Uh, red, shite. Um, some... <laughs> lovely bits in it but I think it sparked a turning point for Capaldi where they just gave up yeah um, I love Missy in this and I love the performance from Clara the Doctor Danny apart from the end speech but I w- I'm going to exclude them from the story from the actual review because I wouldn't recommend this to anyone yeah it's what well, I don't I would never do that I would never do <laughs> It's a tricky one, isn't it? Well, no, it's not a tricky one. Not at all. No. Uh, Missy's got much better episodes. Capaldi's got much better episodes. Clara's got much better episodes. Danny Pink's got much better. Why? I don't know why he'd ever deal with this. And it's so stupid. It's stupid. Stupid. Um, right, well... It's a disgrace to the Cybermen. <laughs> I don't want Iron Man in my Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. I don't. There's some, there's some strange choices, isn't there? So you, are you going to go red? Are you? Only a red. The performances are green. I'm going to go red, as well. Hmm. It's fine to watch, but there's some glaring issues that pop out for me that make it sort of just not enjoyable for me, really. Um, even though it's red, it's not terrible. Like you don't watch it thinking, ugh, I've got, I can't watch it. I've got to turn it off. It's still enjoyable, and most of New Who is like that, isn't it? You know, mm. you you can watch it quite fine. And you might think, God, this is awful, but you don't switch it off. It keeps your interest, doesn't it? I've switched it off. Oh, twice yeah. now watching Capaldi's. Which ones? The most recent one was Under the Lake and Before the Flood, the two-parter. Oh. Dreadful. You had to switch it off. Uh, yeah, I switched off uh, just before the first episode and the two-parter ended because I just wasn't asked. It was just awful, and I was very, very tempted to switch it off. In the next episode, the girl who died. And then you got the girl who waited as well. It's just Don't crap. Worry about it. It's absolute crap. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go red just because there's some nice callbacks to Classic Who in there. But for the most part, it just doesn't do a lot for me. And the master, well, let's get on to Missy. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the last episode that nobody heard because I was a dick and didn't plug the microphone in properly, mm. we put a poll up on Twitter mm-hmm. asking people what they thought of Missy because we have a different different opinion on Missy. Yeah, I'm not a fan. You're a fan. I'm a big fan of Missy. So I thought it would be interesting to see what everybody else thought. So we've done a poll, Mm. and we've had some votes. The choices were like, indifferent, and dislike. What do you reckon the percentage is? What do you think came out top? How many votes? I think we had 16 altogether. Um, I reckon the majority liked. Okay. 
and I reckon like three people that were indifferent. Okay. Well, we got forty three point eight percent of people liked. Ah. Thirty three, uh, thirty one point three people disliked, ah. and twenty five percent were indifferent. Right. So forty three and thirty one, like dislike. Um, we've got some comments. Would you like me to read those out? Yes, please. Okay. So we got Grumpy Two Thousand, who just says Missy rocks. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Keith Say. Uh, it says I absolutely adore Missy. Totally camp and evil with an actual story arc over her seasons. Then we've got Christopher Page from the TSP and OE podcasts. Like most of Modern Who, I think the ideas and the actors are amazing, but they rarely have a good enough story to go along with them. While I don't have an issue with Missy herself, she is only as good as her stories and her direction. I really dislike the manic personality that all the Masters have had since the character was revived. The best bad guy is the cool, calm and devious, i.e. Roger Delgado. Even Anthony Ainley doesn't come close, uh, doesn't come across as a, as a fool. Campy, maybe, but not a fool. Jeff Waddle says, okay in the role, but this utter garbage about agreeing to go into a prison for centuries is so far wide of the central character traits. She'd have been better as a different character. Delgado agreeing to go into prison? Not a chance. Is that a spoiler? Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah, we've just revealed. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, And then we have Mr. Day, who's back. Missy is shite. Ah. (laughs) So, yeah. It it is a mixed bag, isn't it, for Missy? I I, I didn't know. I thought it would be universally liked because I just think she's a she's just brilliant uh, yeah uh, what is it that you like before we move on I don't want to say too much on it but because yeah. it doesn't matter what we think I'd rather sort of get what people yeah. what everybody else thinks Um, I was completely caught off guard with Missy Um, I was expecting the horrendous job Simon oh yeah what's his name Smith no it's not Smith Simon. no it's not Simon is it either I don't know. What's his name? Paul Simon. I don't know what his name is. John John, John Sim. Sim. It's a Sim bit. I thought Missy was a a lovely departure from what John Sim did and his approach to doing this tapped character. A fork in the eye is a nice departure from John Sim, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) And it just got worse and worse every time he appeared in the show. I thought his incarnation of the master is just was awful, and it's not yeah. John Sim. I think he's a great actor, uh, but his approach to it is dire. Um, but we're not talking about John Sim. We're talking about Missy, mm. aka Michelle Gomez. Michelle Gomez. Um, I love. Just her presence on the screen. She genuinely made makes me laugh. Okay. I genuinely believe she's evil. And I genuinely believe that she is an intelligent character. However, I hate the fact that, so far anyway, she will quite happily just lay down and let the Doctor win. 
And that really annoys me. Mm. I'd love, because she's so evil, happily kill characters just for the sake of it, and I love that. I'm so tired of, you know, villains in family shows just being pushovers and not doing it. And I think that's why the Daleks sold, because they're just evil. They will just kill. That's all they they know. That's all they love. <laughs> um, yeah. And the same with Cybermen. And I think where they're devoid of character, Missy is filled to the brim with character. And I really do think it works. Okay. And it's a, it's a, I think it's a great juxtaposition um, when she's paired with Capaldi because he's the opposite. He hates all that crap she's going on about. Is she a bit too crazy? I'm not that arsed because she's generally really fun to watch. Mm. And she definitely hates Clara because in, ep- in this episode she tried to jeopardize their relationship, <laughs> tried to get rid of Danny Pink, tried to corrupt her so she'd fuck off, so she'd have the Doctor all to herself. Mm. And later on, um, Joe, when Clara gets inside the Dalek in one of those episodes, yes, it's like the first episode of, oh, it's the Davros one, isn't it? First mm. episode of season nine. Um, she does the same thing, tries to kill off Clara, and that's the finale of season nine. That isn't it? It's not. It's the, it was first, the first episode, first two episodes of season nine, it's which very is strange. Yeah. 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 So I think she's great. Yeah, she's so fun to watch, so refreshing. And the last thing she is is dry. Did anybody say she was dry? I'm thinking like just characters aren't you know you know Moffat's characters yeah, they can yeah. be extremely dry and just boring. What are your thoughts on Missy? Well, I think I'm almost the polar opposite of what you think. Yeah, that I'm not a fan at all. Mm. Um. I'm not a big fan of Michelle Gomez. No, you've seen her in... I've seen her in a couple of things. Sabrina, is she? Yeah, most notably that. that My other half watches uh, the... Is it The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? I don't know. Or something? The Netflix. Yeah. And she's atrocious in that, I've got to say. And even even my my better half thinks... Oh, really? Has to to fast forward it when she's on the screen. No way. She can't bear it. Like, awful. Um... And I think I'm sort of more in line maybe with what Christopher Page said, where he says the best bad guy is the cool, calm and devious, mm. which is how Roger Delgado played it. He can go over the top, but for the most part, he's very, you know, polite. Yeah. And and that's very much like in your story with the... With Vaughn. Vaughn, yeah. Brilliant. You know, He was a scary, scary man. I think it works so much better as well because when you've got a character that's like like Missy is, mm. that's always sort of bouncing, like they're full of energy, aren't mm. they? And everything's sort of a bit of a joke. Yeah. It doesn't have as much impact when they're evil because they're sort of always evil, aren't they? Yeah, but, it definitely detracts from the impact of like emotional scenes and stuff like that because if they're not asked, you know, you're going to lose some of that mm. um, impact with the audience. It's it like, just makes it a yeah. bit more like you know a kids show like Blue Peter. A scene that <laughs> a scene that I didn't like. You know when she's um, tied up on the plane 
and Osgood's yeah. there, and she's saying, "Come over here, girls, yeah. stick together, and yeah. da, 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 da. I love gonna that kill scene. you." I couldn't stand it. I loved it. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, I, just, I really didn't like it. I don't know how the guards. I thought the guards were on her side. They just yeah. let her out of those cuffs because they didn't. They don't react to it at all. No, until it's way, way too late. I'm just having a look. Who said um, it would have been better as a different character? Oh, Jeff Waddle says said that she'd have been better as a different character. I completely agree. Just because we're so used to what the Master is, or what the Master should be. You know, we've had a departure with John Sim. Derek Jacobi is probably the closest that we've got to an old-style Master. Maybe not Anthony Ainley. Oh, I know what you mean. The sort of the calmer evil. This This feels a much more... I don't want to say American way of doing it, but I mean sort of Joker. Yeah. You know, yeah. that it's unhinged evil yeah. rather than sort of inherently evil. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. something has happened that's tipped them over the edge and now they're evil. Yeah. Whereas Roger Delgado played it as if he sort of, he's always been evil, but it's underlying, hmm. you know, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm I'm not a fan but having said that, one of my favourite New Who stories is The Witch's Familiar, The Magician's Apprentice, whichever order they come in. And she's in that quite a lot. Uh, the Davros one. Yeah. yeah. I think that's an excellent story, hmm. apart from a few. Yeah. Well, I only errors. recently watched that and um, I was completely duped by Davros. Yeah. Because I, I thought it's New Who. It's He's gonna, like, excellent as well. Proper He's demon. fantastic yeah. in that story, and then and Michelle, uh, Missy is in another of my favourites as well that I can't remember the name. Yeah, of. Yeah, with the the first incarnation of the Cyberman. Yeah, the Mondasian yeah. Cyberman story. Um, with have you seen that? No, no. Okay, no. I, I, did, I'm, I am up to that point where uh, the Viking episode I just talked about. Yeah, I'm up to oh, that right, point. Okay, um, but yeah, even said, but having said that, I just. Uh, I can deal with it as long as I don't think of her as the master because mm. she isn't the master to me. Not it's not a sort of not my doctor thing. Mm. She's just yeah, it's it's not the master. It, it would have been better. You're not familiar at the minute with the Rani, Rani, but the Rani was sort of the female version, not the female version of the master. Yeah, female version of the master. Right in old who. But then again, we're going back to that thing that we said earlier on about Susan. And like bringing characters out of old yeah. who into new that didn't have that much of a impact that people are, people are just going to say, well, who's this? Mm. I think she would work great as just a companion of like a weird companion Maybe. that for some reason has like needs to be with a doctor and he needs her because of yeah. some reason. Like he doesn't want to bring her, but has well, to yeah. for some reason. They'd have probably done it in a sort of Turler way where in the Warriors of the Deep. The episode that nobody heard, um, Turlo essentially is there to kill the Doctor as an underlying plot, but then sort of the Doctor turns him good. So we'd have probably done the same sort of thing mm. with Missy that they'd have picked up this unhinged yeah character and turned her good because it's basically already there anyway. She doesn't really want to kill him. No. Um, yeah, but I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I really like the character of Missy. I, I I'm not re- I've got no connection to the master itself because the master for me has always been shit. 
I've never known a good master. Yeah, you're new who masters, aren't you? Really? I've only ever known John Sim, and I saw a little bit. I've seen a little bit of the Master and Jody Whitaker's era. I can never remember his name. I don't know his name. But yeah, but he's sort of playing it in the same. He's probably the best new Who master. He seemed quite serious. Yeah, and he's but he's very unhinged at the same time, yeah. isn't he? I remember I, I didn't like how he acted, and I, I watched the it's the Sideman episode again. It was the, the the last, I think season finale of season twelve. Timeless Child. Children, yeah, whatever and it is. I remember I was I was I really didn't like it. Mm. I only watched snippets, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to that point. Yeah. But yeah, I, in conclusion, I think yeah, I'm in love with the Missy character. Yeah, I don't love Missy as the master, and I, I think That's I fair. yeah, I think I'd, I'd much prefer uh, Roger Delgado as the master and that that yeah, way of playing 100%. it. You know, um, because it's not Batman and Joker; it's the Doctor and the master. Mm. You know, but yeah, uh, well. I like the poll. I think we'll do more polls. Yeah, I like the poll. Uh, Thank you thanks, very much. Yeah, thanks for the feedback, everybody. We're going to be hearing off a couple of people later on as well when we get back to the general feedback. So moving on to the next story. We're going to move on to The Invasion. Season 6, Serial 3. Broadcast, broadcast, broadcast from the 2nd of November to the 21st of December, 1968. Writer is Derek Sherwin from a story by Kit Pedler. Directed by Douglas Camfield, produced by Peter Bryant, and the music is by Don Harper. And it is eight episodes long. Would you like a synopsis? Aye. Aye. The Doctor, Jamie and Zoe return to Earth and meet up with an old friend, former Colonel and now Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart. Oof. <laughs> in a better incarnation, I will say. Now in charge of the newly formed unit who are investigating electronics manufacturer International Electromatics. IE's managing director, Tobias Vaughan, is working with the Cybermen. He is planning to transmit a hypnotic signal through IE's products, leaving the Earth paralysed and allowing the Cybermen to emerge from the London sewers and take over. Initial thoughts. I'm very, very interested to see... What do you think of this? It's a big thumbs up from me. I really up. enjoyed it. I was quite shocked at how much I enjoyed it. And I think this story and stories like it that I've really liked in the past, like, um, like, 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 um, <laughs> The Caves of Androzani mm-hmm. and uh, The Revelation of the Daleks, they're not based on the siege stories. They're not. And I really, really don't like Base Under Siege stories. I think they are terribly boring to me, <laughs> including New Who. I hate them in New Who as well. Um, and this was fantastic. And uh, I can see a good three, maybe four scenes in this mm. that if I watched as a child would stay with me for the rest of my life. And it's just so memorable. Yeah. So memorable. And so too was Revelation to Daleks and Caves of Androzani for me. Mm. Um, I think it's top tier Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> there are a few things that I have grievance with. Okay. Um, 
and one in particular is quite striking. I've never seen Doctor Who go to this point before, but I, I will I will get more in depth with that later on. I want your side of the story now. I want your verdict. Okay. Well, the Invasion is definitely in my top three all-time Who stories. So you've got one left now. Yeah. <laughs> left to do. One left. One left. Um, I just think it's excellent. Mm. It's uh, One of the things that people say about this is that it's too long. Uh, but I don't think it is. I didn't feel like it was too long. Um my biggest complaint was the end yes the ending is a bit rushed no and a, i didn't th- well i didn't think it was rushed i just think it, it didn't have enough it doesn't have any it. umph does it really no. but and the doctor um, doesn't really have much involvement in it. well when i say rushed i, th- I think i sort of mean more we as uh, it feels like it needed a bigger climax yeah. than what the ma- just the missiles, and I think the same thing happened in Moonbase when the Cybermen never really got there. Yeah, and it's the same in this situation. Um, it was just anticlimactic. Hmm. That was my 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 biggest um, issue with this, especially because it is so long, the build up so much. Um, but luckily, the it's not the end that counted in this story. I think the journey was superb. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and the the, the the end of of character arcs of the story um, was pretty much all downhill. I, I don't think any of it did did the story justice. Mm. How how things ended, um, but I, I don't think it was too long. I was I was thinking like on the sixth part, I would love to see this all tied together nicely yeah. in like a, a feature film format. Yeah. If yeah, I know yeah, I know what you mm. mean. It would have made a great, you know, third film. Yeah, of the sixties. You know when they when they were doing the films. Because I think it's of that. I think it could get away with being a feature film because it seems to have that budget. Well, it's even though it it yeah. wouldn't. Well, the story this this story was a test run for the next season. See, uh, for the next season. Mm. So for John Pertwee's run along with the web of fear of having sort of contemporary earth-based you know stories that we can make in a more concise way you know the budget will be less and it was ended up being the most expensive thing they'd ever done uh-huh. so but it does have a very it's not it's not James Bond but it's in that sort of it's like espionage, isn't it? Yeah, Man from Uncle Avengers, yeah. Quatermassy kind of thing. 60s spy vibe mm-hmm. thing that works really well as an underlying thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. A really, really... And this one, I don't think the invasion ever comes very highly in the polls. Oh, really? Um, I don't know where it sits in the Mighty 200, but I wouldn't have thought it's very high. I think mainly a lot of people have a, a gripe that the Cybermen don't really... They're not the villain. Isn't this a common theme throughout a lot of Cyberman stories where they could be just replaced with any villain? Well, the Cybermen are, are a great idea mm. that are never executed very well. 
No. They are in certain stories, mostly in new in old Who. Right. I th- I'd say they're done well. In new Who, they seem a bit forced in. Yeah. Where, you know, the Daleks have come back. Obviously, the Master came last in that sort of bringing things back. But the Cybermen, you've got to bring them back because they're like, essentially, when people think of Doctor Who, TARDIS, Daleks, Cybermen. Mm-hmm. It's in Sometimes that thing, canine. isn't it? Say again? Sometimes canine. I don't suppose, know why. Yeah, canine's <laughs> coming. Really yeah, robot why. dog. You know, that's... Yeah, he was in it for just the school reunion Yeah, for minutes. But yet, the amount of toys that came out of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have no idea why canine's such a big hit. But... Um, I, I liked that how New Who dealt with the Cybermen in the early years with Tennant. Um, I liked how they doubled down on how um, horrible it is for a human to get transformed into a Cyberman. Yeah. And I, I liked how they played on that because that's the defining factor of a Cyberman, that it is a cyberhuman. Well, I'd say sort of, it, not in an, in an exact way, but the invasion has sort of been re remade and rewritten to a large extent the new series yeah. isn't it? it when they first appeared with john lumen yeah yeah what is this is it john lumen i think so something like that a lumic lumen oh like lumic is it i don't, I don't know. know you know something what i'm like talking that. about though it's but yeah the, the age universe, of steel isn't it what is it called rise of the cybermen age of steel or something something like that um it's when we get mickey isn't it yeah and ricky no, ricky ricky yeah um uh, it is very similar yeah very similar um it's yeah it's sort of it's a mirror view of this story, isn't it, mm. really? Um, but, yeah, I just think the story's great. Um, what I've done for breaking down the story, obviously it's it's a big one. So what I've done is I've just taken the Britbox descriptions of every episode. And I don't know whether you want to do episode by episode and talk through it, or you'd rather just read them out. And we'll just discuss it in general. Um, I think discuss it in general. Like yeah. we did with mine, really, didn't we? Okay. Episode 1. The TARDIS lands in London and the travellers agree to help find Professor Watkins. Episode 2. The Brigadier confirms there is something suspicious about IE. Episode 3. The Doctor and Jamie are taken prisoner by Vaughan, who denies abducting Zoe and Isabel. Episode 4. Trapped by Vaughan's men, the Doctor requests help from Unit. But what's in the cocoon? <laughs> Episode five: The Cybermen are pl- pa- bear, bear, bear. Episode five: The Cybermen are planning to immobilize Earth's population, and Vaughan is helping them. Episode six: Unit, Zoe, Jamie, and Isabel must confront the Cybermen in the sewers beneath London. Episode 7, the world's population is unconscious and the Cybermen invade London in force. And episode 8, the Cybermen launch their deadly Megatron bomb, which will destroy all life on Earth. Let's, well, let's, let's, let's talk about the cast a bit. It's got a great cast. Mm-hmm. Small cast, considering. Yeah there's, yeah, there's not a lot of people. But I suppose, well, let's do the TARDIS crew first. Mm-hmm. Patrick Troughton, Fraser Hines, Wendy Padbury, Doctor, Jamie, Zoe. Hmm. What do you think of those three? Uh, Troughton is just top tier, isn't he? Absolutely top tier. He 
I don't know how he never ever puts a foot wrong. Is it just looking at it through rose tinted glasses that makes it? No, that he's I, so I've good. never seen it before, and yeah, I know, but uh, I do, honestly, he's just fantastic in every single story. Mm. The mind boggles. <laughs> Even the two doctors. Uh, yeah. It was crap, but he was brilliant again. Well, you know, I, I I always struggle, you know, when you see these questions on Twitter, like, who's your favourite TARDIS team or who's your favourite doctor? Mm. And I think something, you know, I, I couldn't answer it because it changes all the time. I've, I've nailed it. These three. These three are my TARDIS team. Right. They just... They're just brilliant. I thought Zoe wasn't really... I love Zoe. And she gets a hell of a run as well. Oh, she? Their stories are so good. Like, I know the wheel in space gets a lot of stick, but, oh, God, I'd love to see it animated. I'd love to see it. Please do it. Please do it. Come on. Um, but, yeah, God, you get Seeds of Death. You get the War Games. You get the Crotons. I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Croutons. Crotons. The Croutons. Invasion. I mean, even the Space Pirates, but, you know, Troughton said the Space Pirates was his favourite one ever. So, yeah, they're just great. They're so good. This this is Doctor Who. Yeah. Those three, this is what it is. What was your favourite moment in this with Trout? Like, his, his best moment for this story? Mostly, I'd say, his scenes with Vaughn. Yeah. Because they just... They're polar yeah. opposite, but they're just brilliant together. And mm-hmm. they're such strong actors as well. Yeah. Kevin Stoney, Tobias Vaughn, he was Mavic Chen. Yeah, he in, did uh, all yellow face, didn't he? Oh, mm-hmm. in Dalek's Master Plan. And he's brilliant in that. He comes back in uh, Revenge of the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. But he's heavily made up in that. You, like, you'd never know it was him. And he comes back in something else as well. Can't think. Um, but he's just excellent. He's so good, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I, I don't. It wasn't a conscious thing. I wouldn't have thought, but you can see parallels with him and the master. Yeah, the master hasn't appeared yet because that's a Pertwee thing. But you can definitely see that there's something, there's something there. Yeah, and yeah, I think he would have been great as a master. I think so. Do you think this story spurred on the idea to have the master? I think there might have been something. There. Yeah, I would, I, that's the thing. It's tricky to know, isn't it, with sort of sixty stuff because it's so foggy. Yeah, about what's really going on. That, but I would have thought there'd been a conversation of like we maybe we could use a character like this. Yeah, and essentially he does the things that the master does in Pertwee's run, where he's sided with an alien race. He's going to take over the world. It turns against him, and the Doctor has to clear his shit up. Mm. Which is essentially what happens in this. It there's a few, I suppose, with the plot. Well, no, no actually, we haven't really, you haven't touched on the companions, have you? Um. So, yeah, the Doctor's Troughton's amazing, truly uh, great. Yeah. Um. Jamie, I've liked him, uh, from what I've seen. Like, mm. I don't, he's, I don't think he puts a foot wrong either. He very he's very true to that character. He doesn't really get a lot to do though. Neither of them do. I think. Well, Zoe, I'd say it's a better story for Zoe than it is Jamie. 
that so Zoe gets her own companion, really, doesn't she? Can we speak of the misogyny in the room? Yes, it's gross. It's littered with it, and I thought it was going to go in the direction. Well, let's just start um, where it begins, and we've got the woman all about fashion, and you know this bits for the girls. Well, she's sort of, she's an it girl, isn't she? Yeah, sixties. Sort of and Zoe is completely engulfed in this. She loves it. Yeah. So much so that Trowan may as well not even be there because these girls are having fun. Yeah. And um, they are, they're left there for, until episode three? Or is it? I don't, uh, yeah. I think, is it episode three where they Because they Jamie go... and Trowan uh, break into the place and it's only when they come out again is when we get back to yeah, Zoe. so they they all go to, uh, what's that building? Professor called? Watkins' house, don't they? Then the Doctor and Jamie go to IE to find Isabel's yeah. uncle. Then they come back to the house, but at this point, Zoe and Isabel have gone to look for the Doctor. Yeah. So then the Doctor and Jamie go back to IE to go and find Zoe. Yeah. So yeah. The the when they go back when they're done playing you know girly with girly things they go back to uh, the computer and because women talk a lot a it little breaks. problem in Algol I think it's like the computer <laughs> yeah because women talk so much well I don't I don't think br- it's that I I don't see it as that I, maybe not maybe I, th- not. I maybe think just... yeah I think you're reading into something that's not quite there it wouldn't one. be too erroneous to assume though would it well you know what they say about assuming don't fucking do it mm. um, well after that um, they have that confrontation don't they with unit a uh, guy in unit mm. where where Isabel wants to take photos of the Cybermen to prove that they're real Captain Turner's like, no, 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 no. Wait, that's not women's place. Women don't do that. <laughs> oh, I, well, no, that's the brigadier that says that, isn't it? I think. Is it the brigadier They're that all says thinking it? They're the, all same the same thing, thing yeah. And then they actually say, come on, Zoe, we'll prove them wrong. Hmm. And I thought, oh, it, 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 it knew it was doing that. It knew it was being misogynistic. Yeah. And what happens? Photos aren't very good, are they? Didn't even get the photos right. Uh, not only that, they I think they needed to be saved by men again. Yeah, they had to be rescued, didn't they? Um, I think the only the only thing that wasn't misogynistic and you know they were just people and characters helping out in the situation. You know, actual companions was when at the end of Zoe um, figures out the best. Well, Zoe sort of essentially saves the day, doesn't she? Yeah. So I think... Uh, even then, it's like a women can do maths. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just don't Can like we keep it. her, sir? She's much prettier than a computer. Oh, God. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like... Oh, uh, it was gross. And I'm not a big fan of like digging stuff like this, but it was, it's so blatant. It's so blatant. It's just not nice. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan. That's that's my one of my biggest criticisms with this. Um... Because it, it was just, it was tasteless. I didn't like it. It wasn't funny. I know it's back in the day, isn't it? But even then, like, mm. I don't, I never understood why you would alienate a, 
almost half of your audience. Well, the thing is, uh, you, you know, because yeah, not half the audience. I'm sure the majority of of kids watching this would be boys, but um, it's just, you know, I just didn't, I just I didn't like you it. You can't you you can play the card of sort of it's of a time, which is what seems to be just the general get out of jail card yeah. for anything race issues, anything like mm. this. But it is of of the time, isn't it? Where yeah. a lot of stuff you think, even the things that it's sort of drawing from James Bond, how misogynistic's that? Yeah, you know, it's all part. Yeah, you know, I, I remember when um, I said last week about cancel culture. I've been looking mm. into that, and you know the skunk from Looney Tunes. Yes, uh, have you seen his bits with Pardon? the his? <laughs> His is in the young cartoons when he's eyeing yeah. up the female skunk and it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it is disgusting. It's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like I'm sure in like thirty years' time we'll look back at things that we think are very PC now and think, yeah. Jesus Christ, why are we doing why did we do that? Yeah. It's hard to hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yeah. And I think you've just gotta take that take it with a pinch of salt, haven't you? Of just Yeah, it didn't interrupt the story. No. Um, but I think as soon it's the same thing, isn't it, with New Who, I suppose, for me. As soon as you notice something that's a bit out of place, yeah. you just double down on it and you just focus yeah. on it. You just can't get away from it then. And then. And I think I had such issue with it, with it because, yeah, it's off the time, but it genuinely, because those characters are women, mm. they genuinely had a backseat in the story and got it wrong multiple times and had to be saved by the cast. But then yeah, ultimately, the characters. Zoe saves the day. She does, but it leaves a bad taste in her mouth. Yes, I suppose. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we'll give this one to the women. We'll give this one. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. I do like Isabel. Yeah, I like her, man. I, I, I like how she she is so committed to her career that, yeah. uh, you know, when Troughton has that brilliant scene when he's running away from the Cyberman shooting at Jump, him yeah, down the alley, it's great. Yeah, doing his it's, hair it's fantastic yeah. I'd love to know if she actually took those pictures because I can imagine if they I were, would have thought so you know could you imagine how good that picture would have yeah. been the unit running by in Troughton yeah, the man in the background doing his hair. it would have been an amazing picture oh, I want it's that just sound. great I like it as well you know where a unit first capture um, Troughton and Fraser Hines mm-hmm. the Doctor and Jane yeah and they know they're pinned in and they just sit down and play cards mm-hmm. as they're picked up. Yeah. That was, they decided to do that. It wasn't in the script. Mm. They were just supposed to turn themselves over. And it's just such a Troughton thing to do. Yeah. It's so him. It's so, oh, it's, it's just brilliant. Uh, yeah. I just, I've, I haven't, yeah. Because little bits <laughs> like that add uh, it's just, depth. Yeah. And you know that even when the camera's not facing Troughton, there's still a story and character building going behind the scenes mm. and that um, their lives extend outside of these episodes you're watching and then it, it brings you into it so much. You know, uh, yeah. And I, I found with New Who, it just references others, like where yeah. they've been in the meantime. Instead of having those dynamics and stuff like that, um, yeah, I think it's really special and important. You know... And I love how Trowan does that. Oh, he's just great. He's so They good. genuinely seem like friends. Well, they are. They were, yeah. yeah. I imagine that when Troughton passed away, I imagine Fraser Hines was... Yeah. Because they were such a team. Mm -hmm. Because it was Troughton that 
Well, it was during this story that Fraser Hines announced that he was going to be leaving at the end of In this, this story. Season, the end of the season. It was during this story that the announcement came out that yeah, Fraser wasn't Hines... It was just plagued in just trouble, production issues. I don't know. That's what I heard. That it was just it was a battle to get an episode out because it was just so mismanaged. I imagine, yeah, I imagine some stuff it's like that. It's just a headache. And... It cost a fortune yeah. to make. But, yeah, during this story, it was announced that Fraser Hines was going to be leaving. And his agent had told him, you know, you need to be thinking about leaving. Mm. I think the season before. Because he was only supposed to be in one episode in the Highlanders. Yeah. And then he stayed on. But Troughton said in the previous time, well, the previous time where his agent told him to leave... Troughton talked him into it and said, "Well, we'll leave together. Mm. And we'll do three seat. We'll, you know, leave when I leave." So I don't know if this point, at this point, if um, it was clear that Troughton was going to be leaving, or whether that came later. But it's such this season and the Troughton era ends in such a lovely way that all three say goodbye at the same time, mm. and it just—it's like it ties off the sixties so well. Yeah, like. Oh. We we need to do the war games, but it's it's a ten parter. Okay, it's a big it's a biggie, but God, it's so good. And that and end, that's when Tron regenerates. Well, yeah, yeah. What do you it's mean? his last story. Oh, yeah. Um, regen- yeah. Essentially, that's where he regenerates. But the sort of the whole regeneration side of it is a bit, uh, a bit murky. Why? Just because we never see him regenerate into John Pertwee, which is where this whole season 6B thing comes from, that, you know, where in the two Doctors, they're in season 6, so as if, like, Troughton has to work for the Time Lords before he regenerates into Troughton. Into... Into Troughton? Oh, so it's like... um, Like a missing link. Yeah, because we never see him change... Into Pertwee, and the first we see a Pertwee is him falling out of the TARDIS, isn't it? In Spearhead from Space. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, it's, it is the end of his run uh, this season. That's sad. We never see the regeneration, though. No, yeah, but it, oh, it's just so good. So, well, let's move on then to the main sort of the main two villains, I suppose you could say. Or, you know, uh, Tobias Vaughan and Packer. What do you think? Crap. I really... No, it's great. Mm. It was fantastic. Um, Tobias. Who's Tobias Vaughan? Kevin Stoney. It, the main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never... I, I know Packer because he keeps saying it. Packer! Packer! Um, Packer! No, he shouts it. Packer! Yeah. Um, Find him, Packer! Oh, Find God. him! It's, oh, He's God. terrifying. He's... Fucking amazing! I love how it's like flipping a switch. It's so good that instant. That's why it. I think evil works so much better as cool, calm, and then you can flip the lid, yeah, and just explode. And it makes so much more of an impact than being, you know, yeah. What's the word? What's the word for what I'm doing? Um, swaying. <laughs> Oh, what is that word? It's more the Joker, isn't it? That he's sort of always a bit kooky. Kooky, isn't it? Yeah. Kooky. It's it's not evil. It doesn't... It, it's it's like unwarranted evil rather than... Yeah. It's like an innate evil 
rather than no it's more of habitual evil mm. that you're doing it out of habit rather than an innate evil that it drives that character to, yeah. to make but he every tries decision. tries to hide it. Yeah. It's... Um, um, because there is no deception with Missy. Because mm. you know she's a bitch. Yeah. You know she's going to fuck you over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's just how and trying to figure that out. Um, where in the case of this episode, mm. Tobias is... You can see how he got that position. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, power mad. Yeah, you can see how he worked his way. But he's got he charm, made, isn't he, as well? Yeah, he used his words to get up there. And yeah. I'm not sure why he wants to dominate the world, but I'm not sure it matters. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. Before we move on, well, yeah, Packer, a lot of people say that he's miscast. Um, I don't think so. See, I don't think so either. I know that, well, Jim and Martin on the Crinoid podcast said that they think he's terribly miscast. Why? Just because you wouldn't, I don't think that Vaughn wouldn't put up with him acting like that. Which I agree. I disagree. You think he'd put up with it? I think he loves getting off the fact that he can just bully and berate this guy. Maybe. And he will take it. And he always gives him an excuse to exercise his power. I think he loves it. You play Like he's a he's just a pawn, you yeah. think? And he loves how he keeps making mistakes, even when he's not really. See, to me, I see it more... Packer is just a security guard, isn't he? Essentially, like head of security. Yeah. And what is this place? It's a factory that make radios, watches, yeah. electronic stuff. Apple. It, yeah. He ain't going to be... You know, it's hardly Area 51, is it? Yeah. He's not going to have to deal with anything. No. So as soon as all of these problems start kicking off and he's got to actually like do something... Yeah. It's like, you know, like security guard at Tesco. <laughs> or, mm. you know, like a security guard that you when see in a shop. someone comes in with a tomahawk... Yeah. What are you going to do? Cook it. Tomahawk steak. Oh, but no, you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it has it's hardly kicking off, is it? No. So he's just going to settle into this way of dealing with people, isn't he? If it is what it is, and then as soon as something bad starts happening like this, he hasn't got a clue, mm. and he's just out of his depth. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I see as see Packer yeah. as, and I think, um, yeah, that. I want to call him Toblerone, but that's not his name. Tobias. <laughs> I think Tobias keeps him around because of that. Um, he knows that he can berate him. He knows that he will do anything he says, mm. even if it's not to his specifications. But I don't think it'll ever be to his specifications. I don't, yeah, nothing's ever good enough, is no. it, for him? So, and I like how they didn't go with, like, an Igor character, you know, a little shrimp of a yeah, guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Bells. Yeah. The Bells. I like how... <laughs> Um, he is just a security guard and could pass as just He's a, a bastard, bad. though, isn't he? Like when Packer. You, yeah. When you think about uh, it. Like a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he is a nasty piece of work. Yeah, and I like that how he's not even the bad guy in this. No, yeah. He's a yeah. shit, but yeah. there is someone worse. And he's got that smirk, hasn't he, whenever yeah. he's, like, left alone with somebody. He's got mm-hmm. this horrible smirk. Um, he's shit, but his master's even worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, So... There's a few glare... Well, not even glaring, really, are they? When you think about it, 
there's a few holes in this plot. Mm. And they sort of they they don't appear straight away, but they're sort of more in with the characters, I think, aren't they? So we find out um episode Oh god, I don't know what it is. The cliffhanger where Vaughn tells Professor Watkins to shoot him. Hmm. Excellent scene. Played so well. When he smacks. Oh yeah, he proper clacks him as well, doesn't he? Gives him the gun. It's so well acted, that as well. Mm -hmm. It's just brilliant. And then we find out that Vaughn has been converted. Sort of. Like his exteriors. Yeah, is... I don't really get it. I suppose his vulnerable areas, so to speak, have been converted, haven't they? Yeah. So he's sort of got the, the torso of a Cyberman. How has this... When has this happened? I don't know. And I think it follows through with, like, why does he want to... Well, do you know what? I was th- I was thinking this the other day, as I was driving around, how maybe it's just because of the way that I like to view, <laughs> sort of, in my head, classic Who is better, so I can excuse it. But it seems to be, with old Who, if there's plot holes, you can sort of make them work in your head. Whereas in New Who, when there's plot holes, it's just annoying because there's no answer to it. Yeah, I've thought about this. So It's not all the time in old Who. No, but with this story, at the start they say that there's been UFOs sighted, don't they? Yeah. So I think this might have been the Chrono podcast again that picked up on this, so sorry if I'm rehashing what they said. The UFOs have been sighted, so we're to assume that those are the cyber ships. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Or like scout ships that have come to sort of check. Yeah. So... I'm guessing one of those ships has landed on Vaughn's property. He has sided with the Cybermen there. Mm-hmm. They've converted him to make sure that he's able to deal with anything or stand up. If somebody says, no, you're not having this bang, yeah, he's not going to die. Although a bullet to the head would probably just sort that out. <laughs> but, so we're to assume that it's happened there. Has Packer been done as well? Because I think he has, hasn't he? I don't know. I didn't think so. Because I'm sure when there's a bit of dialogue between Vaughn and Packer where they say about... You know where, um, when he's talking to the cyber director behind the wall? Yeah. And he says that my mind, my body may be cybernetic, but my mind may stay human. And then he talks to Packer. And, then he's, and I think Vaughn says something like, would you want to be fully cybernetic like them? And when he's talking about the, what's happened to him. Yeah. So I'm guessing that pack has been done. There's definitely some of the workforce have been converted because they're carrying those coffins, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which are really, really heavy. Yeah, and they so, did it with these. so I think we're meant to assume that maybe Vaughn and a few of his security have been done as being this sort yeah. of... Right, they're the, the five or six that are that are fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a plot hole. Do you and think? then, well, yeah, I think so. Just because it's just not very clear what's going on there, and the cyber director behind the wall, which is great, I think it's great. Yeah, I don't know why the wall. Yeah, like lifts up diagonally. I use a handle myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> takes forever like, yeah. to lift up. Yeah. But so how did that get there? Is this with the UFOs as well? Yeah. It's yeah. We're meant to assume this. It could have been a tempar, but there's no reason to do all that. No. Because you just assumed it all, and it all makes sense. Yeah, you can and, fill it in yeah. yourself, can't you? I think. And I, I, what from what you said from uh, well, when you look at New Who, mm. and that you can't use that excuse. It's just more annoying when there's plot holes. Where in Old Who, a lot of the time, uh, you don't mind that, and you can fill in the blanks, and it feels like um, it's warranted to do so. And I think that's because. Um, like old who does include scenes you know, where Troutman's playing with cards and things like that, mm. and I remember long uh, when I can't remember what episode we we're talking about, but uh, when I said that new who doesn't really establish worlds very well, mm. where old who when uh, we're placed in in the story and we're, it's completely believable, like even with Moonbase, um, like I completely believe that they were weathermen. On the on the yeah. moon, you love the moon base, don't you? It, I didn't like it, but I mean, it, it's like I still believed it was a weather. I didn't like it that it, they were weatherman, but men, but and they had little dialogue scenes. Yeah, that didn't really, didn't really have anything to do with the story, but it just proves the fact that there is it builds the world. Yeah, it? and yeah. and the story has been going on even before you started this episode. Mm. Um, where in New Who. Dark Water, there's some... Oh, you deal with the static and things like that. Yeah. There's a lot of big leaps, isn't there? It's a big leap, and it's so forced. Mm. Like, there is exposition, because it's here. This is how this whole yeah. thing was created. Whereas, if you just have little details here and there, little world-building things that are, you know... Because, like, a lot of production design as well. Mm. In New Who, it's it's... It's rare that you'll you'll see a place that's properly lived in and feels real. Um, I think especially in Dark Water, the whole place just feels fake and nasty. It, it doesn't. Well, it's it, not very clear where that is, is it? I think that's no. I think what I mean by that though is is everything that is in that in every scene in Dark Water is placed there by the production team yeah and nothing's out of place there's not one thing that you'll just throw in there or i'm trying to make a comparison with old who um i'm I'm basically saying like you know it's just essentially world building and i I do think old who does it better yeah quite a lot of the time i do think so yeah new who does it better sometimes but i think yeah when when old who tends to go balls deep into something like this, especially with the invasion, the big chunky stories, yeah, it does a better job then. I think, yeah. for the most part, it probably does make you assume a lot. But I think if it's going to go full, you know, hmm. into a story, it does sort of make it does does a good job. And I'd say that's probably one of the things that it definitely. I fully accept that new who can't use the form of the old Who used, no. of having multiple parts. No. That's why two parts in New Who are like the exciting thing, aren't they? Like, oh, it's going to be a big one. When it's half the length of a standard mm. old Who. Uh, you know, in, in part number nine length. 
but it does you do lose something by not having the time to develop things you th- it's not that you're thrown in at the deep end with new who it's just it's got to be a bit a lot more you know rattling yeah. along to get it done whereas with old who you can afford to take a little bit of time at the beginning mm. and sometimes that makes a story feel a bit slow yeah because it, it gives the excuse to put in scenes that just aren't necessary yeah but, but yeah yeah it's it's hard to know isn't it you know no story is perfect but they can always be improved mm-hmm. you know um but i'd say this story uses its parts really really well yeah you could maybe lose an episode yeah definitely but that's not to say there are too many episodes in this. No. Uh, what do you think then? What do you think of the Cybermen in this? Voiced by Packer. Really? As is the Cyber Planner. Piece of Halliday. Um. They I don't, don't know. really have a lot to do, do they? No, they Which, do. The story seems like a fantastic episode, and it's so. Yeah. It's that rose-tinted glasses thing again, isn't it, with this story of the iconic London scenes mm-hmm. that they used, you know, St. Paul's Cathedral and all, you know, coming down the steps. They've Obviously, they've reused that for Darkwater because it's such an iconic scene. But they don't... They're just grunts, aren't they, in this, really? Yeah. They don't... There's no commander or... You know, they're just... They're just there, aren't they? Yeah. In the same, in a sort of similar way, really, as opposed to the John Lumick Cybermen. Yeah. The, well, the difference is there, though, that John Lumick created these things. Yes. Where in this case, the Cybermen, for whatever reason, maybe weren't confident enough. Well, I think they to just, dominate the world. They're using Vaughn, aren't they, to sort of just make it easier to just get in a bit undetected rather than have to go yeah. in full. Whack. I mean, not that undetected because. People saw UFOs before yeah. then. But I think to the to the average people, nobody's aware. And it's sort of, if you get Vaughn on your side and give everybody a radio, we can knock everybody out and just yeah. come in and just yeah. deal with everything. Whereas they'd have to, there'd be armies and everything, wouldn't they, mm-hmm. after them doing it, just landing. Um, if I was Cybermen, though, they always allude to the fact that there's thousands of them, but we never see them. No, I think what is they the... never have a proper battle. Were there ten suits yeah. or nine, maybe? But even in my episode, that my story I chose, it's it's they're in like groups of two, I, aren't they? I'm sure there's... it's like twenty percent of the dead people were revived. Yeah. Again, why not do them all? Why not do them all? I don't. It's always just small clans well, of Cybermen. Interestingly, I know we've compared. Well, we've we haven't compared. We've said it's sort of like the Age of Steel. Mm. You know where John Lumet gets converted, and we get the reveal of him as the Cyber Controller sort yeah. of thing. Well, in Packer's office, off of his in Pack, uh, no, in Vaughn's office, the Cyber Director behind the wall was supposed to be a big Cyberman. Right. But I don't think they had the budget to do it. Oh, I don't know what that was. I couldn't really make sense of what it was. Well, I see, I'm not quite sure what it is. I think it's great. Yeah. Because it does... Well, the story's called The Invasion, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So at least it's not Invasion of the Cybermen. I love that. I knew Cybermen were in it, but if I didn't... Yeah, but 
it was blown from episode one that the Cybermen were going to be in it. The Radio Times put that the Cybermen oh. are going to be in it. It's like, for God's sake. Dickheads. But would you know that the Cybermen were in it from the Cyber Planner? I suppose the voices are... No, I, no, I, I don't I think wouldn't. it would. No. Lots of things use that voice and yeah, or some variation of it in in old who. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it works better not having a Cyberman behind the wall. It'd have been a good shock reveal so. to have a Cyberman behind yeah. the wall. But what is he going to do there the whole time? Yeah. Just sit there behind the wall. So are we to assume that the Cyber Planner or Cyber Director, whatever it's called, I think they call it two different things, don't they? I think Vaughn, it's a Cyber Planner. Mm. And I think the Doctor says a cyber director and then planner. I don't know. But are we to assume that that is some sort of a Cyberman or is that just like a walkie-talkie? I think there could be a correlation between the computer that Zoe destroys, Mm. the human alternative, like automated machine, because it seems like a very weird thing just to throw in there. And he spent a lot of time talking to this machine. You know, (laughs) I think... The whole point is to make that correlation between the human version and this is the cyber version, the upgraded version. Mm. This is how it should be. One that can well, control yeah. legions, you know, and it has, multitask. When they show the cyber director thing behind the wall, it has got like a heart, hasn't it? It does. So it it's a bit unclear whether it's some sort of a sentient kind of Cyberman converted thing or if yeah. it is just... An Alexa. I think it's supposed to be some sort of Alexa. Yeah. Party not available. There you go, Scott. Party not available. Shut up, you stupid machine. Can you see that? Though? I think that, well, that uh, yeah, seems okay, to be yeah. the intention. Maybe. Well, it's sort of... The, the technology is a big thing in this, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, don't let it go too far. Um, Yeah, what, well, let, let's say... What, what, what didn't you like about the story? Is there anything that stood out and you thought, oh, God. Or uh, any bits where you just thought, oh, it's boring now? Well, um, episode two, talked about the women. four, five, one, six, I'd like to talk eight. about the animation. Yes. I didn't realise this was animated until, you know, I'd start watching it. I think it's episode one and four, isn't it, that's animated? Yeah. And, um... This was the first they, one they ever did as well. It is. The people who did it did uh, the Richard E. Grant yeah, Doctor story, yeah, which I want to watch, because I love Richard E. Grant. Chakra, isn't it? Something Chakra? I don't know. Um, And they went on to do the David Tennant stories. Yeah. Or story. Yeah, like a mini yeah, online series thing. Like the original it? thing. Um, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not a fan of this art style. I'm really not. It's pretty gross to me. I, it works in black and white, mm. and it works especially for this story, because uh, yeah. it's... I'm glad it was the first episode that it had to be, because we get just a lot... I think it works great, actually, thinking about it, <laughs> because not like I still don't like the art style, but I just think if any episode was animated, I'm glad it was the first one, because everything if, if outside... If it had been like episode eight, yeah. or, you know, one of the biggies. Yeah, everything outside of IE is animated. Yeah. Apart from like uh, the apartment of Isabella, is that her name? Isabel. Isabel. Necessary on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> so I like how um, we're completely disconnected from what are, you, what are you laughing at. Isabel necessary on a bike. 
I don't get it. Isabel. Necessary, necessary on a bike. <laughs> ring, ring. <laughs> All right then. But no, yeah. I, can I finish my point? You can finish it. Finish it. I I, I like how. Um, it's super shady. The first episode. It's so dark and grim, and I, yeah. I love how it's all outside of IE. Um, until we get inside, and it's it's a weird contrast, isn't it, between in and out with this story, with the animation anyway. You know what I was thinking? You know, the end of episode one. Yeah. Well, the end of episode one is the start of episode two. Yes. I oh no, I was more annoyed by episode four. Because the end of episode four is when we see the Cyberman coming out of the cocoon. Yeah. And obviously that's animated. And then it starts episode five with him coming out of the cocoon. Yes. But rather than well, it's just, just use that live action. Yeah, but it's just that the... Yeah, that doesn't bother me. It's just... Yeah, the cliffhanger gets played first, doesn't it? In yeah. The next story. Which I like. I just, I just does, but... wish if they had... That last bit of footage. Yeah. I'd rather see the reveal of the Cyberman be live footage rather than cartoon. I know it wouldn't... It'd be quite jarring for continuity, but... Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I do... I like the animation in this. I think it's the one of the best ones. It's better than Moonbase. I Ooh. like how... I like how... Um, I like when Troughton uh, starts to have second thoughts about Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And comments on how he's blinking irregular, irregular, irregularly, slowly, slow. <laughs> I was like, "Well, everyone's blinking slowly because it's animated, and <laughs> no one really blinks." So it was funny. I like that. I, I, yeah, I really like the animation in this. I think it's pretty good. Okay. I, I had this on video first with um, Nicholas Courtney, the Brigadier, doing inserts. For the missing episodes, sort of talking through what would happen, because there's no telly snaps for this either. What are telly snaps? So they're photos of the missing stories, like scene by scene photos. Oh, I think it's like a photo one did have it, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. I think it's sort of one photo every like fifteen seconds or something. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Um, there's nothing for these. So I think I'm assuming that Cosgrove Hall, who did the animation, are just going mm. off the script and the audio. Yeah, just sort of guessing. Do you what think would... the cow was in the script at the beginning? Yes, I think it is. Oh really? I th- yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, there is a bit cut out there, and they filled in. Supposedly, you know, at the beginning where we see the TARDIS in space, and then a spaceship goes past. Mm-hmm. That isn't in the original, and that was fixed in the animation that it makes sense at the end because the Doctor says, you know when we saw that spaceship go past in, on the dark mm. side of the moon? They didn't see that okay. in the original. So they've put it in to yeah. fix that. Which is, makes, you know, which is, yeah. is better. Um, the plot, essentially, the Cybermen want to take over the world. Again. Again. Hmm. And they're going about it we sort of touched on it's this. It's a roundabout it? way, but it's, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, they're going to go about it by hypnotising everybody in the world hmm. to knock them out. I just want to correct myself before when I said uh, you never see masses of Cybermen. Yeah. You do see them when, you know, when all the Cybermen are ghosts in New Who. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like the whole world's dominated by Cybermen. Then they have yeah. a war between the Daleks. 
Oh yeah, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, there, there's quite there. a few of them there. So I'll take that back. Take that back. Um, yeah, and they're using Vaughn as their sort of entry point, aren't they? I suppose really, and yeah. a way to guide themselves in. Mm. Why it has to be London that they land? It's iconic, though, isn't it? Yeah, I sp- yeah. yeah. That shot of the side, even I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the side it's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. So Coming iconic. Out of the sewers. Maybe not the sewers, but when they're going down the steps yeah. in front of that building, I don't know what it's called. St. Paul's Cathedral. St. Paul's is Cathedral. St. Paul's? I've yeah. no idea. Not from Landan. Hmm. Landan! The big city! Um, yeah, it's it's just so well done. It's, it's great. It's really, really great. But well, we haven't touched on Unit. Uh, I thought you were taking us through the plot. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to use Vaughn to transmit the signal mm-hmm. for them to be guided in. Vaughn's going to knock everybody out. They'll land and just wipe everybody out, mm. and then move on. That's it's... why did he choose the sewers? Because they wouldn't be detected. Okay. I think that's the the sewers. You can't say sewers. It's sixties Doctor Who. Sewers. sewers. I don't like it. Um. And obviously, in this story, we meet the Brigadier. Mm. He's been in Doctor Who before as the Colonel Lethbridge-Stewart, and then he was in the Dalek Master Plan. But this is the Brigadier's Mm. first outing, and Unit's first outing, Mm -hmm. really, I suppose. You know, their first big outing. Um, Unit's big outing. Big outing. Uh, Penguin book. (laughs) What did you think? Of a unit themselves, yeah, misogynistic the pigs, but <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they. I think they were a bit too strong, mm. and I think that was that's what brings me to the end when unit just, yeah, decides to shoot out missiles. And I actually, I thought it was going to be you know a dupe. You know, the missiles won't work; they'll come out. And mm. they did. They proper worked. And, they used... and we don't get to see it. We do. Well, not really. The rockets hit the ships. Yeah, but it's a bit poor, isn't it? What do you want to see? Like Sidemen's floating in space. Yeah, a hand. <laughs> a hand. Past the screen. They were, yeah, a bit too strong. Maybe. Uh, Troutman only directed them to where to go, and they handled it. They were pretty pretty good. Well, it's it's Zoe at the end of the day, isn't it, really? But Troutman points them to where... Uh, it, it seems like a scene was cut out. Maybe they just alluded to it, but... Uh, he points them to uh, where to stop the big bomb, cyber bomb coming down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it cuts to the scene, doesn't it? Um, where the brigadier is just saying that they stopped it. Mm. Do you remember that? Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. The end is, The ending is a bit of a cop-out. Yeah. But it just doesn't let the story down because the, the building of the story all the way through is mm. just so good. And all of the actors are great. Yeah, there's so many memorable moments as well. Hmm. I'm trying to think which ones like stood out the most. There's obviously there's the Vaughn getting shot by Professor Watkins and his mm-hmm. just his chest smoking. Yeah, with the slap as well. The uh, the reveal of the Cyberman coming mm-hmm. out of the cocoon. That's one of my favourite lines out of this as well. The oh, we sorry, yeah, go on. I. We, I completely forgot to mention the scream in Cyberman. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. Horrible. Mm. 
I, uh, I, could, I could see Tim just hiding behind the sofa. Having a field day with yeah. him. Yeah, Scared when, out of his mind. He when hates the, the Cyberman. <laughs> when they revive the Cyberman, and Vaughn says revive it, just enough to bring it out of its cocoon. Yeah. I love that. Love and that the sound one. as well. It's, it's, it's quite eerie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it still builds and builds and builds. Yeah, it's and horrible. it's cut out. Um, also, where... Is it? Well, I can't think what what happens. I don't know whether Vaughn calls for Packer, and a Cyberman appears on his little screen. You know, the head just appears on that monitor. That always shit me up really? as a kid. I knew it was happening after the first time I saw it. I always mm. knew it was going to happen every fucking time. <laughs> the fuck! <laughs> like it's just there. It's just this cold thing just mm. appears on the screen. It's just great. I all, uh, all of the scenes with the cyber planner director, whatever the hell we're going to call it, behind with the door hmm. that goes on for a bit long. It's just great. <laughs> that weird sound yeah. effect that plays over everything. Um, and then obviously the most iconic bit of this story, and one of the most iconic bits of all Doctor Who probably, is the Cybermen emerging from the sewers. Yeah, you know, it's just. It's brilliant. It's so good. I don't know, I don't know what else to All say. Right. And I can see Moffat thinking they emerged from the sewers. Now they're going to emerge to the skies. Uh, Fuck yeah. off. I've got a great idea. Have you, Stephen? <laughs> I love that scream inside, man. It's great. It's so good. It go, like When you see him yeah. waving his arms around and screaming his head off, I mean, it, it sometimes it's like... What's happening? Yeah, but you quickly like remember that that's that someone is screaming in pain yeah. because they're so scared. It's oh, it's just brilliant, mm-hmm. and he does such a good job of getting down that ladder on his own. Have you noticed that the other? You know when Packers letting all of the Cybermen into the sewer, mm. they're helping each other down, aren't they? Yeah. Whereas the the rogue one, just, <laughs> rogue one, you know, yeah. he just gets down on his own. And well, you've tried on that helmet. Yeah, the visibility is. It's it's all right. I wouldn't like to try and climb down a ladder. No. Especially in a wetsuit with that on. Boiling hot under studio lights. Mm-hmm. Dark as well. Ugh. Yeah. You know, it must have been tricky. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a really funny line that I laugh at every time. You know, where Isabel, Zoe and Jamie are in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Then Captain Turner is in, looking into the sewer... And, he, and they go in, don't they? And he goes, Isabel, Zoe, where are you? Awful. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and what does Isabel call Captain Turner at the end? My, is it my dishy soldier or my oh. dolly soldier or something? And you just go, what? <laughs> oh. Dreadful. <laughs> it's such a... Oh, it's awful. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, everybody's great as well. We get Gregory, don't we? The um, the one who uh, Vaughn gets to try and work out what the TARDIS circuits are. Yeah. He says, you've got one hour, Gregory. Oh, the, the scientist guy yeah, with the glasses, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. He's in another Doctor episode, isn't he? Yeah. He's got a really familiar face as well. I'm yeah, sure he's been in something else yeah. that I've seen. But he's great as well. Mm-hmm. Professor Travers. No, not Professor Travers at all. That's who they came to see. <laughs> Professor Watkins is 
I know him better from Robot, from the Tom, Tom Baker story. I think it's Professor Kettlewell or something. Something like that. He's got massive hair in that. Like, he's great. The, the same guy? With the same glasses. guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah um, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, he's got massive hair, isn't he? It's, uh, yeah, he's, he was great in that as well. The, mm. All of the cast are great in this. Yeah. Everybody's great. So like everyone sold on the script and now it's good. Yeah, it's just so good. I love uh, how many locations there are as well. Oh, yeah. L- tons of things. Yeah. You know, they go everywhere. There's the canoe scenes. Mm-hmm. It's... I love when Trout says that. You've got a canoe. Yeah. I like the, you know, when he's, um, when everything's starting to proper kick off and Trout says, right, I've got to go and see Vaughn. I might be able to talk sense to him. And he's, and I, I wonder if I could have a word, Mr. Vaughn. He's oh, it's just so good. Like you'd assume that, like if David Tennant would have done it, he'd have just burst yeah. in, wouldn't he? Yeah. And Troughton goes in, sort of very. He knows exactly what he's going to do, but he plays it mm. very nervous, doesn't he? It's just so good. Mm. And then when Vaughn turns, good, I suppose. <sighs> yeah, but it's that, uh, yeah. Uh, that I don't like Vaughn's end, and he did. He proper just dies. Yeah, he just dies. Just blows up. And yeah. I don't... That wouldn't kill him. He didn't kill the Cyberman. But he's not completely converted, as he? I hit his legs. Hmm, I suppose. The explosion hit his legs. I don't, I don't think that would kill him. I, I, I thought he'd be back. Hmm. Maybe, I'd like to maybe see the character back. He is the master. Maybe he's the timeless child. <laughs> maybe. Uh, and one of the big standout things for this, and one of the big standout things that uh, Tim phoned me up and he said what are you doing on the next one so we're going to do the invasion he said I haven't got a clue what that is so I gave him the Britbox mm. login and he watched the invasion and he phoned me and he said do you know what the music is amazing in that yeah um, the unit one the the flute yeah that, that's the only one that stands out eerie. it's I don't know what it was. I just found it unsettling and didn't like it. It's very repetitive, though. It's the only one that stands out a bit as sort of not being quite right. Mm, yeah. It's a bit too Definitely. jolly, isn't it, for... Every scene it's in. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, soldiery, like toy soldier sort of thing. It's very strange. It, it's Yeah. It's a bit Camberwick Green. How does it go? I don't even know. I've got the album. So strange. The uh, the track is called Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart. That's it. Over and over and over. But I tell you what, a lot of people misread the music in this one and they think it's a guitar, but it isn't. It's a dulcimer. The main, um, let me find the, so that's a bass, that, yeah. this is so good, mm. it's Don Harper that did the music for this, and I'm surprised they didn't have him back, because it's just, it's so suspenseful, and, god, it's just brilliant, mm. it, it's as if the story doesn't really put a foot wrong it just it nearly steps in the dog shit yeah at a couple of points but it's like whoa this is the first it time saves itself i've really noticed the music uh correlates so well with what's on screen it, it does a really really, really feels like that 
someone could have it on the radio and it fit right into the scene. Yeah. Not you know, I'm not talking about the characters that actually listen to music like this, but I mean, it's so rooted mm. in the whole aesthetic and especially the characters. Yeah, um, I don't know what it is. I don't. The only thing I can think of is like they share a similar texture. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's oh, it's just I don't know what to say other than it's great. <laughs> it I is like really um, good. you know when pack uh, when Packer. When Vaughn gives Jamie that radio at the start yeah. to make up for Packer being a dick, <laughs> and he blasts it dead loud, mm. and Trout turns it off. He just yeah. keeps switching the radio on. Oh, it's just great. Yeah, it's so good. Troutin has a catchphrase in this one, doesn't he? Go on. Um, how kind. Yeah, keeps on saying it. Doesn't say it after like episode four. Oh, he's, but... yeah, he says it when uh, he gives. What does he give him back? It's when Troughton puts the magnet on the camera. Oh, and he gives the magnet back. Yeah, yeah. how kind. I think that's one of the last times he says it, actually. But before then, he says it over yeah. and over and over again. How kind, how kind. I like um, Jamie's relationship with Packer as well, that Jamie is just determined to piss him off yeah, all the time. Him. When they get in the car to take him to London, yeah. and Jamie gets in the front seat before Packer and just stares at him. Mm. It's just brilliant. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. It, well, it's, not, it's not funny, though, is it? I think... It's humorous, but it's not. It's humorous, but it's not funny. No, it's 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 not a joke. I think this is where New Who, not oversteps the mark, but takes it a bit. It's turning into comedy, whereas yeah. there's underlying things in Old Who, isn't there, that are sort of a bit. Huh, that's funny. Jestful. That sort of, it's, yeah. It's, whereas it's, there's no jokes. Situation, is isn't it? Yeah. It, I, 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 Rather I than it's great. The horrible line in my story. Where I wish I put this in swim pools. I still can't get over that. It's no, just it's horrible. Weird, isn't it? it's, it's really so horrible. Weird. Um, trying to think who else we've haven't touched on. The Sergeant Benton, John Levine, who becomes a reoccurring character. Um, I think he's pretty good. He was chosen last minute as well because they had somebody to play the Sergeant Benton Benton character, but he was late and didn't turn up and was pissing no. everybody off. So they just said, "Do you want to do it?" You go on then. I think that's about it, isn't it, really, for this story? I think it's directed really well, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a, a great pace to it. It knows when a scene should cut. Yeah, and there's enough... I was never bored. No, that's there's enough so location important. stuff in this as well, yeah. isn't there? That it keeps it interesting. Um, yeah, just just fantastic. Mm. I Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I found out that this base under siege... The formula is just crap to me. So, the, uh, just before we started recording, you mentioned that you'd found out something that you don't like about New Who. Is yeah. that the thing that you don't like? Is um, based under siege, or is it there's something else? I think so because uh, I I can't believe how just bad the last two two stories I've I've seen of Capaldi mm. in season nine. Because the last two two stories I've seen the the ones I've left it on actually because I can't be asked carrying it on <laughs> was. Um, <laughs> Under the Lake, Before the Flood. That's a two-part story and The Girl Who Died. Yeah. And they're pretty much both based on the siege things. You know, they've got elements of it. Um, Under the Lake definitely is. Uh, where just characters are running around escaping yeah. from ghosts and they have to devise a plan to you know, figure out what's happening. Escaping. They're so cut and dry. It's it, They're so dull. I, d- I don't know quite how to fix them I don't know there must be there is one 
I suppose like uh, when we reviewed the Rebel Flash. Yeah. It was like that kind of nice spin on it, and I quite liked that. And it was kind of a base under siege, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Um, I'm just trying to think of like other ones that. But essentially, it's the f- you don't like that format of being stuck in one place. I do. Is it if the stories? It yeah. Well, and it, it, it. I remember we did the Satan Pit. Mm. That's a base under siege thing, isn't it? Yeah. But it has those twists, like, oh, it's the Ud that the bad guys. Yeah. And then they go yeah. out of the base, which we were told throughout the whole story we're not supposed to do. And then this is like this massive reveal that Satan underneath. You know, it, yeah. I, I like them when they do things with it. Or like Dalek, base under siege. One Dalek. Yes. You know, it just. I don't know what. I, I, and I think when I start watching more Who, Doctor Who, and explore what it is about Base Under Siege and what I don't like about it and mm. when it's done poorly to comparing it to when it's done right, I'd like to investigate that. But as of right now, I'm not too sure what it is. But genuinely, generally, <laughs> I'm not a fan of. Generally, I'm not a fan of Base Under Siege ones. Yeah. Um, and I think Moon Base is the most dry. Based on the siege one I've seen. Oh, I like the moon base. I know you like the moon base. I can appreciate the moon base, but I just think it's so boring. Well, inconsequential and just crap. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's it. That all we've got to say on the invasion, really, Mm. isn't it? Should we do? Well, can I just ask you? All right, based on the siege. Yeah, I quite like it. Yeah, it's a format that I'm very familiar with. With with who? Yeah. Um. And I think it works, which is why they keep doing it. It definitely worked in old Who. I'm not so sure it works so well in new Who. Mm. Uh, it seems to fit the pacing a bit more with old Who than new. Yeah. Um, maybe that's another poll. <laughs> mm. um, so, yeah, should we score it and wrap up? Do you want to go first again on this one? I'm going to go a bright green. You just can't go wrong with the story. Yeah. I'm, it's yeah. I'm gonna follow you. It's classic who. Yeah, as classic who is green, 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 and it's a ten out of ten for me. Um, Gold star. It can't be because the end was. We just said the end. No, was. yeah. It no. Sorry, uh, it's just. <laughs> Would you, like, let me have my say. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. It's just ten out of ten for me. I just so love the, end the whole story. And the misogyny is great. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> That's what I live for. Oh um no, it's just, I just love this story, yeah. regardless of the end. It's just, it's just a classic Who, with my favourite TARDIS team, mm. a great villain. Favourite Cyberman had. Favourite Cyberman, thank God. Um, yeah, it's just, it's excellent, absolutely mm. excellent. I wouldn't change it, even if the ending is a bit drab. The story's just fantastic, mm. it's just brilliant. Well, that's what we think anyway, so should we see what other people think? Aye. Let's do some feedback. Send us your 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 feedback. Let's hear what you've got to say. Send us your feedback. Send us your feedback. Send us your feedback. So, we've got a couple of bits of feedback. Um, do you want to go first? 
Yeah, this is from Jeff Waddle. The invasion is as good as an epic story as they could do at the time, with the finances available. The latter story is too distasteful for me, with some good ideas at heart. But this choosing if you want to live on when you're dead and the whole cyberg thing, nah, awful. The cyberbrig thing is... Or, or cyberbrig. The cyberbrigadier. Oh, about my story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Awful. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant about your story. No, no, no. Thanks for that, Jeff. Uh, on to Keith Say. Both Invasion and Doubtwater are stories where the Cybermen play second fiddle to an excellent humanoid villain, with Vaughn and Missy being arch-personal favourites. Both stories treat the Brigadier rather differently, however. Very true. <laughs> Couldn't be more different, could they, really? No, but um, I, I do think they're very strong in what they do. Like or hate Missy, she's very strong at the character she's chosen to play as. Can you argue that? I think I can, yeah. I, I don't think she's strong. It's too jokey for me. Yeah, I know, but she's chosen to play, or someone's chosen her to play, like, the Joker. I suppose, yeah. And she plays it so well. But if that's not your cup of tea, then you're not going to like it at no, all. No, yeah, so, no, that's, the, that's the problem with me. Just a bastard. <laughs> you're just, just a bastard, bastard yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that bit of feedback, Keith. This one's from Rockin' Reese. Or oh, Reese. Depends where it's... Mm. Yeah. Love the invasion. Didn't like dark water slash death in heaven. Well, we could have saved three hours there. Could yeah. we? Just yeah. Yeah. Right. Ah oh, well. Ah oh, well. So while I was editing, we actually received two more bits of feedback. So I thought I'd chuck them in. Mark Cockrum says about the dark water double bill. He says, "I think as double bills go, this one is an absolute cracker." And he says this about the invasion. Kevin Stoney is who villain royalty, as far as I'm concerned. He's so deliciously evil in this one. He's going more for the smooth Bond villain after his brilliant portrayal of the mega-maniacal Mavic Chen from the Daleks' master plan. He also has some feedback on Missy. He says Michelle Gomez is wonderfully unhinged as Missy, like Mary Poppins after a bad LSD trip. She and Capaldi are so good together. I think their story arc is one of the things I really like about the 12th Doctor's era. I think it's going to be one of the very few things I like about it, Mark, to be honest. And next up, this is from Mr. Day. And it is all about the invasion. This one will always be a huge favourite in this house. Without wanting to give my age away, I actually watched this in real time, which resulted in two things. One... I was absolutely traumatised by the Cybermen, especially the cliffhanger to episode 6, with that sound emitting from the cyber control signal. And two, it cemented my fandom after the gateway drug stories I'd seen prior to this. Evil of the Daleks repeat, the Dominators and Mind Robber. What a time to be a little kid. Quaking in abject terror from under my grandmother's dining room table. Even Tobias Vaughan gave me the willies, and I vividly remember the scenes with him and the cyber controller in his office. Most of those I watched from behind fingers. Same with the Cybermen revival scenes and the bits down in the sewers. Sadly, my mother banned me from watching Who after this, so I missed the last four stories of season six, not getting back on board until Spearhead. Somehow I doubt I would have appreciated the Space Pirates or the War Games anyway but the invasion will always be high up on my list of the greatest Doctor Who stories. Even at eight episodes, 
it doesn't outstay its welcome. It's remarkable. Thank you, Mr. Day. And back to Harold. So, thanks to those bits of feedback, uh, all that remains is for us to say which stories we're going to be doing next time. Okay, so, do you want to go first? I think I'll go first. Go on, then. Um, now, I've neglected old Chris. <laughs> Chris Frackleson. And it's not because his stories are bad. It's just because I grew up with them, and I've seen them hundreds of... That's such an exaggeration. I've seen them tens of times. <laughs> um, Twice. <laughs> Twice, <laughs> and I'm so familiar with these stories that I just I just decided that it would be more fun for me to go and explore Matt Smith and Capaldi and stuff like that. Mm. But now knowing that the later series are, yeah, um, I'm gonna return to the roots that I'm familiar with. I'm gonna go with episode nine and ten of series one, the Empty Child and the Doctor Dancers. I think these are probably the two most famous ones from season one. Every, I remember everyone talking about them in my school. Mm. Um, scary little fuckers. Gas mask. Scary, man. Mm. Don't think we need a synopsis for this one. I think it's very memorable. I think everybody remembers oh, okay. it. Okay, you weren't just jesting. No, no. Oh. Not jesting, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the homeless children in wartime London. Mm. And um, that zombie child thing. Puts mm. his hand through the letterbox, I remember that. Mm. Aye. Aye. And Captain Jack. Well, He's back. It's been a long time. Aye. Um, and this series one was the start of Bad Wolf. Mm. And I'm still not sure what Bad what Wolf is. is. <laughs> but after the 50th, I yeah. think Bad Wolf is Rose. It is, yeah. Right, so you do know. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what it's all about. I need to work it out, really. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know it's referring to Rose, though, now. Yeah, anyway, right. sorry. Oh, what, are you, what are you doing next week? So I'm going to head to, or we're going to head to season 25. I'm sorry, everybody. Serial 4. The Greatest Show Win the Galaxy. Going to leave that in, yeah? Yeah. yeah all right. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> now listen, folks. There's a story for you. Whatever the fuck that stupid thing is. Uh, yes, I'm not going to give you a synopsis because it's massive and it's even bigger on the D- on the really? VHS. Yeah, huge. So how many parts is it? Uh, four, four twenty-five. It's just about clowns, episodes. isn't it? In the circus. Well, you'll find out. All right then. So yeah. So if you've got any feedback, oh, on... you're not going to give us a synopsis. No, full on not. No, okay. I'm not doing it. I, from what I saw from the clip, I I, I saw of uh, the the guy rapping in the circus. Mm. I think it's. It looks crap. Okay. Yeah, it looks crap. Well, we'll I'm see why. I'm very excited to watch it. It looks funny as hell. Uh, so if anybody's got any feedback or comments to send us in on The Empty Child, The Doctor Dances, and then The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Uh, Inspired all... The Greatest Showman. It probably did, yeah, yeah. This is The Greatest Show! Um, you can send us in your feedback and comments. Uh, all the information for sending that in is over the end theme tune. So that's... Oof. Just nearly sick there. Uh, so that's all that we've got time for this week. Aye. All that we've got time to for after what, four hours? I know. Oh, shit. We've got five minutes left. That's it. So <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody, and we shall see you next week. Bye-bye now. See you later. You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter, 
at whocanconvince, email us at whocanconvinceyou at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook at Doctor Who, Who Can Convince You Podcast. Be sure to leave us a rating and a comment on your podcast platform to help people find us.